0: Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You
1: made it weird. With Pete Holmes.
0: you, yes, you did.
1: You oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, God. I don't feel so good. <laughs> Why would I tell you? What's that, an email? No, leave it in. Don't. No, we leave it in on this show. Katie just got an email. Know that. Oh, you can email the show. Weird at Nerdist dot com. Yeah, I was going to say dot net. It's dot com. I read those. Yep. And I do my best to get to them. A lot of people think it's Katie. It's not Katie. It's me. It's me, Pete, just sitting at home, probably in a robe, an open robe. Go ahead and take them. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry let's just get get to the episode this is a great episode it's the Sklari brothers it's uh we've done other duos but this is the only twin duo we've ever done so that's exciting so let's a couple things out of the way please keep posting things on uh facebook regular slash uh you made it weird facebook.com regular slash you made it weird put your favorite moments quotes anything twofold. One, it helps me remember what people like about the show, and that always delights me. And two, uh, we're going to be picking the people that do uh, art and pick really cool moments and uh, whatever, make fun efforts towards the show. We're going to send you from some free stuff once we start making t-shirts and whatnot. We, I promise we will send some of that stuff out. Uh, second thing is some uh, tour dates, uh, which we have um, the... a Ooh, Oh, I'm so sick. I'm like out of it. It's okay. Leave it in. April 7th, You Made It Weird Live in New York City. Going to be at the Gramercy Theater. Jim Gaffigan, Michael Ian Black, Matt McCarthy. It's a good show. We're trying to get John Oliver. That'll be fun. He's British. Uh, April 12th through 15th, uh, Portland for the Bridgetown Comedy Fest. May 10th through 13th, Laughing Skull Atlanta. May 17th through 20th, uh, Salt Lake City. Wise guys. May 23rd through 27th, I'll be at Sasquatch. Uh, That'll be fun. May 31st. Sometimes these are news to me. I didn't know I was going to do that. May 31st to June 2nd, Comedy Attic in Indiana. June 28th through the weekend I'm at the Denver Denver the Denver Improv, Denver Improv home of TJ Miller. Yeah okay uh, okay so as always the show is brought to you by uh, gamefly go to gamefly.com regular slash weird that'll support the show and it'll uh, get you some free not free but it'll give you a two week trial for free. that is free. Games come to your door for all the <laughs> for all the hit systems guys all the hit systems. You got uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Entertainment Studio. That's with the robot and the glove included. Uh, They got the hit game uh, uh, Giraffe uh, Olympics, uh, Sweden. That's not the original Giraffe Olympics. It's a Swedish one. It's harder to find. Super Mario Luge. Uh, Let's Fight These Asians. (laughs) Uh, That's only available for PlayStation 1. Let's Fight These Asians is one of my favorite games. From the makers of Kid Nicky. And uh, that uh, D- that DJ game, DJ, DJ Boy, is that what it was, where you roller skate around? These are the games I play. Paperboy 2, just a regular grown mail carrier. That's, that's available. <laughs> that's available for the Nintendo DS. Paperboy 2, just a regular grown mail carrier. Not as fun. Easier to dodge the guys with the glass plate. You just deliver mail. It's a sad game. And uh, my favorite game currently that I'm playing right now for Xbox 360 degrees is uh, Pass the Fucking Peas, Trish, and uh, and and the the sequel to that, which is, did you hear me, Trish? I said Pass the Goddamn Peas. These are my favorite games. You butter the peas and you try and get Trish to pass them to you using passive passive aggression. X is the button you used for rolling your eyes. Okay, let's play this episode, uh, Katie. Did I have anything else? Oh, yes. One final thing, you might want to turn your radio up or down, depending, radio, depending on where you are, because super fan, super weirdo, Killian Appleby sent me something that I love. He told me that he understood and grew up and also enjoyed the uh, Boston hardcore scene, which I did as a youth and still do, and he made a uh, version of the theme song to uh, reflect my taste in uh, shows at the Middle East and the Rat Scaler, all that sort of, the Rat as we called it. So here it is. You made it weird. The uh, the hardcore punk version by Killian Appleby. Katie, play it. Save it. It. Save it. Save
2: it. Save it. Sounds good. Save it.
1: Save no, it. No, no,
2: it's, uh, uh, it's in. We just merge in. We just merge right on in? There's no intro. There, there doesn't need e-
1: to be... Ah! The Sklar Brothers. Are here. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I, I love that this, like, the, did I already make it weird? You did a little bit. Us talking at the same time makes it weird for us.
1: You guys, it, it's like your voice, you slipped it. It's so natural. Mm-hmm. That's one of the weird things about you guys is that I watch you on stage, and people might think it's some sort of uh, shtick, some sort of Smothers Brothers routine, like mm-hmm. the talking, the finishing. Mm-hmm. You guys do that all the time. We do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why? Why? Why shame? Why we, shame? No, I don't no know. Because it's nah, a
2: you know what? It's a double-edged sword. Sure, I think we at the and same and both time, edges are going to kill you. <laughs> both edges are ramming into your <laughs> uh, thorax. By the way, double-edged sword. Yeah there's nothing like what is one if one edge was like just kind of no, like it means well, the silly. edge that's pointing toward uh, instead of a handle that means there's an edge is that no, that's what it not means? what it means yes, I, that is.
1: absolutely not I thought that meant that it was like a like a diamond you know like a double but like all like a ninja's sword like right picture a ninja sword right that's uh flat on one end and so, uh, sharp it's uh, sharp on both ends I now. always love
2: the swords that like guys pull out Jeez. that were small that kind of look just a little bigger than a letter opener and then it's got like a really curly cue like frilly stuff on the sides, and oh, so like, yeah. they pull it out. It's like, let's dance, motherfucker. Yeah, but really, it's just you all you can see is like, oh, that's so beautiful. The
1: <laughs> is amazing. In so your ornate. final moments, they like, moments. please enjoy the uh <laughs> ornateness of this handle. Yeah, the craft work is that baroque? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Can we agree that the worst on screen stabbing of all times is saving Private Ryan? That's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's pretty bad. It's but, ca- I'm yes. trying to think of other stabbings that were bad, uh, drive. No, I, didn't I don't want to spoil I, didn't I don't want to spoil Drive. There's a bad stab
2: <laughs> wait, wait until dark Wait until dark haven't a good stab. I haven't Ooh. seen it I haven't seen it You haven't have seen Wait until dark
1: Ooh wait Let's attach minutes. each other Attack yeah. each other For different films uh, <laughs> Different films. eras wait, I,
2: wait until dark Was Alan Arkin As a bad guy Alan Arkin Why, oh, Dave D- that, that guy Alan Arkin from Why are you being this way Dave How
1: about the <laughs> Is that's that that's is Alan Right? No. no, that's Alan Alda. That's no, me. that's not Alan Alda. That's You're so young.
2: Ooh, I am a I young sometimes man. Sometimes you talk to me at Homes and then you realize, oh yeah, you're young. You're, yeah, what? I'm
1: one of those young ones you
2: hear about. I'm not that young. Everybody goes to You're work. in the crew of like you're in like that wave of like thirty four year olds right now. Yeah, well 35? I'm t- I'm thirty two. You're thirty two. Oh, so, so you're uh, in that wave of thirty two to thirty four. I feel like we met you when you were twenty seven. That's about right. In New York, New York City at Comics. we had you come feature for us. They offered, they said, or they recommend someone recommended you. Oh my god, someone who would fit our style, and we immediately that could not have fit the style any better. Oh. Such a great, like, those shows were fantastic. Those
1: were great shows and do you remember we went to the top of the Blah Blah Hotel and had bottle service? Yeah, I think that was the second time we did comics. I, like, I gotta be, I need to be very clear. Mm -hmm. All three of us are not bottle service people. Not at all. We, none of us knew how to handle it. No. I did not know what to do. I remember not even really wanting a drink because it was like Douche Central. There were like Mm -hmm. suds being pumped in, you know what I mean? And just like a lot of linen Yes, and then I was like I guess uh, we should drink it was a big bottle big fuck off bottle of Kettle One yeah. that you know was $600 oh. and then juices little crafts of juices and a, you know what else a beautiful dagger yeah <laughs> tiny unsheathed and you're like ah, this is great and we just, you're supposed to just stick that in yourself yeah after. if you want to end it uh, High bottle service. Style. Style. Well, that
2: that's the double-edged sword of bottle service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you right get there. to enjoy it. You get to. We still don't know what a double edge means. I think it's an edge pointing towards you. That's what I think. How would you hold the sword then? How that's it why it's do so bad. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> it's a sword. I think it's a sword that that means that there are two sides that, that you could watch out because there are two sides. That, that sounds
1: could... like the candle that we're burning at both ends. So this expression is just the sword version of that expression. It is. It which, is. By the way, I have tried
2: when you when lighting a Menorah for my Ooh. kids. I do you gotta because sometimes the you candles burn. Don't, the candles don't at both ends. fit. They don't fit in the oh my god in the thing. So you have, you have to, to melt burn the a bottom, melt a little bit, and so you literally there are moments when you're burning. Can you are we make burning,
1: a menorah that fits we, the candles?
2: Where huh? you are burning the candle <laughs> at both ends. What is and, up with that? As a
1: parent, that's literally what you're doing. <laughs> uh, Hanukkah weirdest holiday. Come on, rip Come off. On. It's a rip, rip off, off, off holiday. It's, Joe, it's, Mandy, and I just talked about. It. It's a wonderful routine about it. And as a parent of kids who
2: you know we never celebrate a Christmas at all. Like do you do the, the Christmas now? Now, because my wife celebrate it, we kind of do, and my wife's parents Your do. Your wife is so, a Shiksa? She's not, but her mom and step, her stepdad is a shagitz. King? That's the oh male version God. of a shiksa. Did you oh not know God. that? You didn't. Know that. This is the best podcast ever. ever, ever. Uh, it just, it just is Shagits, shag-its. All, all you non-Jews. You, you now shag-its. know that a shagits is a uh, so he's a non-Jewish guy. But the uh, but her mom always told us she Jewish. grew up even when both both of her parents were together and they were both Jewish. They grew up with a yeah with a Christmas tree and because, so
1: hey Christmas tree. It's a goddamn pagan right, it's, tree. It's, it's literally a tree. Literally, literally a tree gets. and and an eternal wreath the circle the mm-hmm. eternity the yule log is also to i think goes back to when we used to burn virgins yes so what why don't the... we do that anymore? Ah, uh, that's not where I was going. Oh, wait a I second. Was saying it's it was a like double-edged vlog. Least... Was... <laughs> <So, laughs> so, oh my
2: God. So, uh, so anyway, I just in sitting there and trying to do Hanukkah and Christmas. Yeah. As I'm doing it, I'm like, why? I literally looking at my kids, being like, why would you choose Hanukkah? Yeah. Why in the world would you? We're I get Jews, it. but like, I get it.
1: Why didn't they make if given this choice? Uh, why, why didn't would they you... make uh, Rosh Hashanah and Easter line those up? Those are similar.
2: Rosh Hashanah, yeah, but Rosh Hashanah is like the end of the year, so uh, for the Jewish New Year. But
1: honestly. I
2: really feel like like the Jews couldn't even get Christmas right. Mm. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna make it eight days. And we'll make most of your gifts practical." <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? And they you just blew like you just They blew, they blew it. You blew. They even, blew it. Well, it should be like one day face off. All the gifts you can get.
1: Do you guys do a pasach? Do you do a Passover? We do do Passover. Sure. Why do you not? have horseradish
2: to remember the plight, the bitter herbs, the, the bitterness bitter. <laughs> of the slavery that we all endured? That's such a Jewish I don't know thing. I delight the painful to thing. you guys have. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to eat, eat, eat this to remember, it's not always going to be so great. Oh, I just God. like that. That's ingrained in. What your... is it?
1: Yes. What is it about uh, the the chosen people? Some of my favorite people. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You guys know this. I know I'm aggressively Goyish, but I'm just I, – I love them. And something about the over-analytical – Remember the you have a, a holiday look, where you eat a bitter thing to be like eh, shit's fucked up sometimes. How about
2: a wedding? At your wedding, you the most iconic thing is you step on the glass, glass. to say that look, not every relationship is going to be. Great. You're going to be a broken person. Yeah. I know this soon. is
1: happy. I know you're
2: happy right now, but look, this is what it is could that be. What a crash. it crash?
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of. And the chairs always makes me look. I I'm, I kind of feel like wrapping. an honorary Jew sometimes. I'm like, oh, the chair and the raising. Can't yeah. we just relax? You would be the
2: guy at weddings who they would all look to to go do the yeah, chair for a father. Whoever yeah the big guy you better get under there yeah, get nah, under nah. that chair pete gets a big chair get
1: what do you the call the, the pole bearers see <laughs> what are those it's definitely a pole bearer kind of situation the Paul same Barry
2: guys all there is for a funeral <laughs> but uh you know most of the people who go up on chairs the old people they will be done so what you're yeah, saying doing it's
1: like a dress rehearsal for the,
2: dress bearer. Rehearsal for, the pole <laughs> <laughs> for the funeral bearers. procession you're so get the, front, the same for same, same for
1: you get the front legs you get the back uh, and you look you look them in the eye you give them the eye tag and we're like have we done this before do
0: i remember? Do you remember this? And you
1: kind of remember. You have a muscle memory of doing it. And I will get this part of him, and you Mm -hmm. get the leg. But uh, so that's one of the things. That's a a Jewish thing. Is the is the humor one one theory that I've heard is that uh, the the analytical. Are you dropping your H's now? (laughs) Did I the humor? (laughs) You got to spice up
2: your life. You know what I mean. I'm a big fan of you. Oh, what is Is it? Do you say Yule
1: Hauser? Is that how you do it? No.
2: <laughs> you drop the first H for the second.
1: You got to pick your H's. You'll There's a couple things you can do to just brighten your day. One of them is referring to the Xbox as Xbox 360 degrees. I can't say that without not laughing. <laughs> you have someone over your house and go, you want to play Xbox 360, 360 degrees? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> it's, what? It's fine. You just fun. do that all the time. And and the trademark, the registered trademark, kind of looks like maybe I do think it's a degree mark. Like mm-hmm. I've had people correct me before. Anyway, live your Why life. Why is, I mean, they're saying that it's like
2: entertainment
1: all around you at all times. Well, they're making a new one, I believe, which is the 720. So they're just doubling. And they didn't want to do the Xbox 180 because it's like we're going backwards with our video <laughs> exactly. game. That makes we, so
2: well, so actually, sense. they were going to do the Xbox 180 and, and then, then they turned
1: completely around and said we're not <laughs> Jesus, What that. are you, sharpshooters, <laughs> folks, folks?
2: Come on! Uh, so Didn't you... we write for each other? Like at times, like, like after we would do sets, yeah. Like, at, at comics. Well, I'm we very just... proud of the one line that I've given
1: you, and I'd love to. Oh, I'd love to get this on the record.
2: <laughs> oh, the on the record. The you have the, the? It's, the it's the line we gave. When you, uh, yes, please. Is uh, if you cut an onion in half, it's very labial.
1: <laughs> It's just a great word. It's such a Pete Holmesy labial. Word? Labial. It's kind of labial. And every time I hear you say it, first of all, I laugh. It's, it's, it's the way you're doing it. It's also the words. But I also picture it every time. Mm-hmm. A white onion cut perfectly <coughs> in half. Kind of looks like how you would draw a vagina in health class. It's labial. Yes. yes it's not it, the it desirable way. The weird. No. Let's really get a look way. And like a vagina, it makes you cry. <laughs>
2: Ah! Every, time time Every time you open it up. time you get close. Oh,
1: we don't know. Let's pretend Katie's not in the room. She can take it. She understands. She it's literally. weird to think about parts. She's felt
2: the weeping of a man near her vagina. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> the quiet weeping. The quiet sobs. And it sobs. Kind, of, kind of echoes into it.
2: Yeah. It's just the end I of I think the about career. parts all the
1: time. Parts are funny, man. Parts are funny. You ever been in a room or at a festival and just seen like 30,000 people and you're like, that's 30,000? Thirty thousand dicks and vaginas. <laughs> yeah, I think about that all the yeah. time. How we're ignoring it. Like mm-hmm. when you go to business, oh, like a business job. A business I'm so job, out of touch. A business, business job. You know, one of
2: them business jobs.
1: You go to a business job. One of them there. You got to If you could see what I'm picturing in my mind, yeah. I'm picturing a guy like Charlie Sheen from Wall Street. That's how out of touch I am with the yeah. corporate. Sure. That's right. He has a briefcase, cufflinks, uh, all that stuff is to just make it hard. I think I said this to Cristalia. Harder to get your dick out. It's harder, Like you have more layers. You have suspenders. Suspenders. You're, you're removed. From fucking, it's weird dicks, vaginas yeah. it just out keep, there. I don't know it keeps it, it
2: it makes it much more difficult to do the thing that you want to do. Yes, which is why and and they, which is why Hooters is so popular. You, you know what I mean? Is. Like They're Hooters, the then, that Hooters are saying, then is like we're gonna take the curtain back a little. Bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not all the way. Just pull it back a little That's bit. That's exactly. Show you just a little. You're joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> it's true. That's what it is. They're like, come on, guys. Come on, we're man. thinking about them. We're looking <laughs> at them. Here's. Place, and then they put the owl there a just little so you can be like it's well, the, an owl the place the owl was my favorite the owl yeah because <laughs> yeah. the
2: owl as an animal has never felt so like out of place yeah, yeah. it's like wait i was i, I should have a graduation <laughs> yeah. cap on right now which by the way i'm the smartest bird yes. but they're but they're not that's the that's they the, not that's the like owls just look good with glasses on okay that's true. with horn rim glasses on Owls themselves are not particularly smart birds. Yeah, so, I, I believe that. So it's it's almost like a misnomer. It to me it's is as much of a misnomer or as much of like a misplaced thing as an owl being the symbol of Hooters. Okay, either neither makes sense. Yeah, it's can't he just be
1: a bird. No, that's he what can't. he wants to do. She can't. I think the phrase scapegoat should be replaced with owl. Yeah, he's yes. a real owl. He's a real <laughs> owl. Cleaning up. We're going to blame owl. him for everything. Yeah, he's. It's not a. Boom. But you're going to get rid of scape. You're going to get... Yep, just that part escape of owl. Escape owl. <laughs> escape owl. That sounds like an owl a magician uses to get out of a cage. Yes, yeah. He has a scape <laughs> owl in there. Escape <laughs> owl. And that's how he gets out of the box that gets sawed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, we got a lot of threads going. We first, did. I love you guys. You're the best. Oh, do you know that? Come Thank on. You guys dude. are the just best. Just hanging out. Come dude, on. I know. Out. We're just a couple guys. I, no, no but
2: I, I will say this. I, I will say that, you know, we, we meet people along the way. I think Nick Kroll was someone who was like that for us, who when we first met him. Nikki. First, it, we immediately were like, "Oh, we've known this person for a really long yeah. time." This is like we, this immediately fell into a rhythm, and I feel the same way with you. Yeah. Well, the fact we that, that we hung out ride. We
1: had, and we had that great, we had the good car yes. ride, and then we had who you got me a urologist. <sighs> you're a real I, I oh, sorry, You're real mensch. Yes, I get. Oh, I'm sorry. You're you're real mensch. urologist. That was the, not a twin moment. No. no but I, I don't, don't, don't want that. That wasn't twin no, confusion. It's who
2: did it? But the. <laughs> The the fun time was hanging around in where were we Ashland North, yeah. North Carolina Ashland. Ashland North Carolina
1: UNC Asheville Asheville Asheville, Asheville North Carolina that's and, that's and a then school. we
2: afterwards we went was it that night where we went yeah. out to yeah we walked across the highway to that what looked like it was going to be a rundown place and it was and a it was great cool bar it was cool restaurant and, and we just, got like
1: huge open faced sandwiches I feel uh, like. fantastic the whole and it was, thing great. was great the, the whole, whole thing was great the whole that's, time was but great the,
2: but the moment that happened in there that we have to talk about on this thing which is was the drinking of the Coke Zero uh. <laughs> at the airport when we arrive. Can I
1: please? This is an important thing. Have you
2: told the Coke Standing Ovation story on your podcast yet? No. Get it out there the so that your fans I, can hear it. I it's need such a great story. I need story. you to
1: tell it because this, okay. is, this is the element I wanted to say. So one of the privileges of uh, being a comedian and working with comedians that you like is you develop little bits mm-hmm, that yep. are that are born on the plane and nurtured on the car in the uh-huh. rental car uh-huh. and then you do the show and, you're, and you reference them for each other. It's yeah. little, Winks, yeah, little right. winks, as Courtney Love would do to Kurt Cobain, and I don't know. I'm before obsessed she, before with she, before she murdered before him. she murdered him yeah, yeah. or hired that weird guy to do it. Yeah. Uh, so t- what is it? do the Coke 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 Zero? Well, the co- you drank a
2: Coke Zero in the we were ordering whatever like salad at the, at the airport we at the airport we were, we were ordering were at the, like uh-huh. a salad in a place you should not order a salad. Yes, that's right. You know, and then we we were hanging out and you were drinking a Coke and you told us at the time you just had a regular Coke. Yeah was that the first time you'd ever had a re- you had a regular coke before a show that's right and then at the show you got it. You oh my God. only standing ovation or one of the few Yeah, one you've of ever the few got. standing
1: ovations. standing o after you drank the coke because and i had a can of, of co- red, red you know the red, red cold, cold regular Coke, I was hungry before the show and I downed a regular Coke. And you attributed a lot of that to the Coke. It
2: can't be me. It can't be me. Because you're still you. Uh, the Coke is the variable in the situation. That's the control. I'm the control, <laughs> yeah, the control. and this the is Coke the test element. Shows or shows up and... I, and that, so you had a Coke Zero, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, one person's gonna give me a standing ovation tonight. And then, sure comp- enough, sure enough, we had the Coke Zeroes, and oh, and like hardly anyone showed up to the show. Like it should have been that way more weird. attended.
1: That was the weird. The sound was really weird. Yeah. We all did okay. I've done Asheville at that point. I've done it four times. That was my fifth time going to that and school. And you said that and was by was far the worst Always all. the best. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the thought of the three of us just... It you us all us like It's going to yeah. be great. I was like, this is the best school Co- Let's re- drink a Coke here yeah. to tonight. <laughs> 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 the bubbles kind of sounds like a standing ovation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We get Let's to the school, up. we had time to walk around the neighborhood. Awesome. neighborhood. You, you kna- even said awesome. as we
2: were drinking the Coke's and saying this is going <laughs> to give us a great show. You're like, by doing this right now, we are going to have a horrible show.
1: And we did. That is the one superstition that I kind of Believe in if, and I've said it on the show before, is if you start getting lofty about comedy or yeah. predicting how you're going to do Bugs Bunny, comedy can't wait to hit you in the face.
2: It's with It's honest. With the frying pan. It's Bugs Bunny hubris. Yes. I've been playing a ton of Bugs Bunny for my kids. Yes, please, because I've got it on the uh, the old uh, computer iPad thing, and they're just they watch it mm. and they love it. And I and the thing is. I part of me knows that like there's no educational value whatsoever except that like you're learning the music from the Barber of Seville. Yes. But like they're just they yes. love it. They absolutely love it of and course. I just to me in my mind I'm like this is great. I'm I'm not it. doing anything that's actually remotely good in terms of teaching them except for the fact that Bugs Bunny is one of the greatest characters. Yeah. Ever like yeah. he does things that make me laugh.
1: Yeah, you're laughing.
2: I'm laughing. At, yeah, at just some of the attitudes
1: he has. I was watching some Foghorn Leghorn recently, and I got a, I got a chuckle out of it. I, I, it made, made me laugh. It was funny. It was like a funny thing. It was a W.C. Fields rip off, but sure, it was funny. Sure, hey, sure, sure. Bugs
2: Bunny was just. I mean, again, you think of like from a comedy perspective. Yeah,
1: just hysterical. Well, he's he's all dick. If I may, he's a big, <laughs> imposing character. George Burns talks about smoking a cigar. Cigar is the comedian's uh, accoutrement, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you smoke a cigar, everyone smells it. It's imposing, right? You're it putting is. it on them. Bugs Bunny with his chomping of a loud carrot, and even his posture is kind of very open and mm-hmm. fearless. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy. It's a comedy trope. It's an idea of like, yeah, I'm a comedian. I was just doing a set last night, and it was comedy juice. And that, you know, that can be kind of comedy juiced up, like a yeah. date night sort of thing. Sure. And I was covering my fear holes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're covering your stomach and your neck because those are kill strokes. You're are really they really? Afraid. Oh, you don't yeah. want to get, you don't want to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katie, I've had to have said that on the show before, have I? I? never knew. Really?
2: That. What is it? Explain what you're talking about. Your right? neck and your sides <clears throat> are. Yeah.
1: Okay, so like comedians that are nervous will often uh, tense up their necks. Sure. You yeah. See that? Like, like Shoulders trading. up. Shoulders up c- protects your jugular. You think it's fight or flight. You're afraid, that's unbelievable. so your neck you you guard your neck. And then I always put my my arm over my fear hole uh-huh. like this. I like you do com- that on stage. Yeah, sometimes it looks comfortable, but I think back in my brain, I'm kind like I'm not thinking of this consciously. But don't you have the bit of how you stand? Yeah, I do. That's, that, that, that's the opposite. That's the op- that's yeah. the most open way yeah, to stand. The open possibly. way to stand, but it's really it's a funny bit. Thanks, man. But th- this this is a like I think there's a bobcat in the crowd and it could swipe at my loins mm-hmm. at my at my stomach and drain mm-hmm. them and I would die. So you guard your two kill zones, right? So the best way. Way to stand is kind of the Bugs Bunny way to stand is kind of like pelvis out a little bit. Uh-huh. You're putting your nuts just it, a just, little bit. There we go. It's really tinyly forward and neck. If you show them your neck, they'll see that you're you're confident. Well,
2: here I'm going to say this to you because show I, your w- neck. I will show you my neck. No, show what's, your neck. what's what's <laughs> show funny? Your neck, what's <laughs> funny to me about you, and this might be even the sort of conundrum of Pete Holmes to oh. me, Ooh. is that you are at once. Probably the nicest person we've met, like in comedy. Bad. True. I'm just saying that. But then you're also someone who is confident. Like, yeah. it's it's a weird thing to see somebody who like is... Like, it threw... Didn't it throw Marin. on I his, think it threw... I, yeah. I, or on his podcast. Or I think you did the live one of that, and, and it was really funny. Oh, how we talked just, about that when he was
1: here for yeah, this, yeah.
2: how you weren't uh, ever thrown by, by him because you are extremely confident in who you are. But yeah. what's funny is that it's almost like you assume that someone who's super confident also has to be a dick. Yeah. But you're not, and so it, it's this weird amalgam
1: of things that almost doesn't seem to yeah. fit and it's there and I love it. Actually. I understand that. I, I kind of feel at odds with that sometimes. The, the more confident I get, as grotesque as that sounds, it gets growing and then I'm kind of like, I gotta watch it because I feel more dick impulses. You know Can't what I mean? It. Can't I don't fall prey you, you, you guys let me let me Can't fall prey to let it. Let me ask you, let's talk a little bit about fame. Mm-hmm. Two things. One thing that this, the show's called You Made It Weird, I'm gonna make it weird. Let's One thing it. that I noticed that when hanging out with you guys is you get noticed a lot. And then I have this theory that I think I told you you guys are famous. I when I first met you, I was like, Ah honorage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I knew. <laughs> and stand up, of course. Mm-hmm. But also you have the added this is the weird thing that I want you to speak to. You. You're also twins. People Which look at weird. twins anyway. Yes. So you're going to be getting noticed more. I, that, that's the level of weird Like that It's not yeah. like Howard Stern Like you do anal With your wife yeah, exactly. You do anal I'm just like Hey you guys are twins You get noticed yeah. more Do you yeah. agree? That's You made it so weird uh, I
2: think we were recognized Or we were noticed a lot I think that actually Kind of pushed us Into comedy a little bit Yeah. In that Okay now people are Paying attention to us So what do we do? Yeah How, What do
1: we do with that? Interesting man What do we do with Can this? I? Relate yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah, please. Because I'm very tall. That's yeah. right. Tall people often are looked to as the lighthouses of the community. Exactly. Yes. We are out there. For example, yeah. I, I actually, the lighthouse thing is always like, I've always felt very self-conscious dancing. I've never gone to a club and like just dance Because part of it, I'm so much fucking bigger. If you're like five foot three yeah. and you have your perfect fucking little guy abs and stuff, you're like, like down there and you can move and it's easier for you yeah. to move. And yeah. you do the robot and everyone's sure. cheering. Sure. Form a circle, form a circle. Right. I'm If I just kind of start nodding my head to the beat, Fifteen people are going to go look at that huge fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, at least that's what I think. Look at that asshole. You can see me. What's he doing? Which they literally, won't, but that is in your. That's brain. That's in my brain. It's in your brain. Well, I feel like a beacon.
2: It was interesting. So you guys were like twin beaks. Well, it's interesting today. that you mentioned that because twin beaks. Twin beaks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a really weird show about two birds, two ducks. Can I just say,
1: it's such a privilege and always so fun to talk to you because you guys are masters at listening because you listen to each other and you tune is not just like, I think people would cheapen it and be like, oh, they're brothers and they're twins. No. You guys, that, that's what makes you good actors. That what makes you good Thank comedians you. across the board is you're listening and you know when to go back. I know I just took uh, took us off track, Twin Beaks. I weeks, love it. But you, I watch you. I like, it's the best thing in the perfect. world. Randy's making a point and then I... <laughs> You just... I not. say twin beaks. <laughs> you knew I was going with you then And you went... You, you had right, to right, stutter right, right. back. back. You, you circled back. My point is irrelevant. You're yes. onto something way better. You right did it as casually as Indiana Jones ducking when the blade came. That's, that's right. right. You know what I mean? The blade that would take his head. Anyway. So the blade would, um, that would take the head of, the bald, head. of the bald guy. That's, For real. In real life. Yes, would take his right. head. Yeah, that's That was right. a
2: real person with family who probably <laughs> misses him right now. But, uh,
1: <laughs> he didn't duck. He didn't duck. Where's that guy's story? Okay. So you're Twin Beaks because you're twins. <laughs> <laughs> Next album called Twin which, Beaks. By <laughs> the way, <laughs> Twin Beaks. Which, by the
2: way, in the uh, great one of the greatest characters ever in uh, Trading Places was the guy who's. I, I wish I knew the actor's name. Who was the principal in? Uh, not the Breakfast Club. Principal of the Breakfast Club, would he oh, play? the played, Vice Principal. Vice Principal. Oh. Who, who played Beaks in. Uh, in uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> this is such a good story. Because <laughs> we'll place, do this. Well, we'll I, was, I was telling this story to somebody at a table at a restaurant. The, my favorite moment is he's on the phone outside the courthouse. And this, apropos of nothing, apropos of nothing, there's <laughs> a woman who comes, the woman who comes up to like look at him on the phone, and he just oh, no, no, to use the payphone. She's, she's the pay just phone, waiting in line, and he just holds on to the person on the phone. And is like, excuse me one second, and then turns aside. And is like, fuck off, right? <laughs> so I told that story at a restaurant, and I held the phone and turned my head away and faced someone who was right there, and I was like, fuck off. And I turned back, and I was like, oh no, not to you, not to you. The oh, person thought I was
1: really recreating. I was yes. like, I'm sorry, I was just doing beaks in the thing. Beaks. And, oh, I've done that too, where I. I <laughs> We used to call it pulling a doodles. I don't know why. <laughs> we, we did The first time it happened, it's called an unintentional foul of some sort. Sure. And the first one involved cheese doodles. So if mm-hmm. you did it, we used to go doodles. A doodle. It's such a high school way to call it. I remember Gosh. I was at a Denny's and uh, the waitress asked me if I wanted coffee. And I was in high school and I was like, oh, this is like a grown up thing. I've never been offered coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I started being like as if I would have been like, Hey, you didn't offer me coffee. And I turned to like act as if I was saying it to her. And I mean, I locked she eye was, contact she was with like, her. No, I did. And said, that You never offered me coffee. And you just have to soak in the awkwardness mm-hmm. and be like, I was doing beaks. Yeah, yeah it was. I was doing was a beak. Excuse, I was you, doing excuse a me beaks. a second. Fuck off. Yeah. No, no, no. Beaks. Beaks. No, no. It hashtag beaks. Sorry. Has- years before hashtags. Years hashtag, before the hashtag Can I tell you, I'm putting hashtags in my texts now? Anyway, Are you, me really? too. I do it all the time. I did the other day. I'm like, Who the fuck was that for? Yeah. Stupid. It's the best, kind of. It is kind of great. I want to talk about. About fame not just being noticed but also sure. the idea I'm interested in, in uh, the ego as it comes up a lot on the show and the performers ego it, and especially the LA performers ego some things start happening and you guys start getting a certain notoriety mm-hmm. okay and this is what starts happening with me and I'm not proud of any of this but you start getting you start feeling entitlement knocking on your door mm-hmm. you start feeling disrespect showing up so much more often like when it might not be mm-hmm. disrespect we were just talking about doing a festival and they're like they're not flying me out there's no off like mm-hmm. i have to fly like you need like you now i'm finding more and more i have to be like fucking pump the brakes mm-hmm. big pd mm-hmm. yeah that's what i say that's right You're being a douche right now but yeah. the more confidence and then the more success that i think anybody has and I, i'd love to hear you guys speak about this it, it's harder to not become a douche The first time you fly first class, it's harder to not expect that level. Like, now you are in first class, Mm -hmm, the world's first class. That's Mm -hmm. right. But fuck you, man. You're not. You're You're the same guy. I've flown New York to L.A. 50 50 times if I've done it once. In a middle seat, you know, you know sure. what I'm saying, and, and you're a, a big, big guy, and I'm a big mother, big guy. You get in the middle, and all the people on the side, yeah. Are like, oh, fuck. yeah. And but you're thin. Uh, you oh, good. thank you. <laughs> that was all a ploy. There we go. Here, you got to where we wanted. So okay. I, I want to talk about first class mentality. You guys sure. get you had your own show pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Then you then all these acting opportunities, and then you're cranking out albums, and now you have a podcast. One of my favorites with this legion of your fans, mm-hmm. and it just crowds your brain with ego. And a little, and and is entitlement knocking on your door more often? You know, I feel like because we're older and because we have
2: families and because we have kids, like, anytime you start to feel entitled, I just spend a little bit of time with my kids and I'm like, oh "Oh, yeah, yeah, no. They don't care who you are. They don't children, what you do. Your children. You're just, their dad. I mean, I actually imagine there are times where like Obama is like in the White House and his kids are like, dad, you're such an idiot. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he is an idiot to them. Or, like, uh, he has to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm the leader of the free fucking world. Yes. But there is that feeling yes. where, you know, you're around your wife, you're around your got kids. I got into a discussion with my oldest daughter the other night. My wife is gone for, like, five days. She's back visiting her mom who's sick in New York. And okay. I'm like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, so I've got both kids and, yes. I'm just dealing, and like so much crazy
1: Weird like I'm picturing the VHS cover of Mr. Mom right? It, now. It, it, <laughs> it
2: kind of, and as much as I don't want that stuff to happen Like I was sitting down and watching Like a, an electric company with them yeah. yesterday And just having a good time thinking I got this on lock yeah. Meanwhile my youngest daughter who was four Had turned on the sink up in our bathroom And put the plug in it And then walked out of the room and came down and started watching TV with us And all of a sudden there's water dripping down From oh, the no. ceiling in my thing And I was like holy shit what the fuck happened and I gotta like get yeah. ladders and stuff, and it was just Yee. I was like, "This is my fault for not policing the situation." But I got into a huge fight where my daughter was very smartly, my six and a half year old was saying, you know, I was telling her, you know, I, we have a big issue of like you look if if we give you all this stuff, if you ask for more stuff, and we say no, you can't freak out. You got to think of all the stuff we gave you up to right. that point." Tricky. And so it's just tough to do, and it's tough to teach a kid that, like, you know, you gotta I, sort of re- appreciate what you've got. It's yeah. like we we. And that's what that I'm doing. Good.
1: I'm trying to parent myself. I right. are. That's, parent that's myself. what you say.
2: I'm trying to appreciate stuff. So yeah. that's what you do in this situation. In this yes. situation. And so she brain dad. This is it. You I have, have, to a you have to be your brain dad. So uh, she. Uh, so she was. We were having like a standoff discussion where, like, she was mimicking my tone back to her, oh. which was just terrible. Oh. And she was st- almost like she's a teenager, and she's only six and a half, but she was saying like, well, "What about you?". Like what about when you want to? You get to watch all the TV you want And you get to all this And I literally had to have This discussion with her I'm like it's not fair It sucks But I'm your dad And yeah. you're my kid And I get to do what I want to do yeah. Because I have to teach you How to be a good person And I myself Am already the person I want to be uh, and I have to teach you how to good person. Meanwhile you're not the person I'm not want the person I want to be But in that instance <laughs> I, tell, I have to teach Does you she how to listen
1: to podcasts? Oh no. No, no, no
2: But I was Not like, this you know, one but that's but, I mean. <laughs> but anytime I'm involved In that
1: sort of a tete-a-tete I yeah. have to You you
2: immediately immediately become humbled. You're humbled. You're humbled. You guys have humbling
1: things. You live with humbling. Right. I was
2: like, I can't. I can't get too high on myself because that. What I fear. What's interesting, or not fear, but I wonder what my kids think about it when we go out because. Yeah, Now we're at the point where We don't have to be together In order for people to know who we are Right So yeah, no, there like, was there, I was driving in my car the other day And What oh, uh, were driving in your car? Yeah opposed- opposed- What else would you have been driving in?
1: <laughs> uh, really? You're gonna go there? Yeah. On that one? You don't get in the plane You get on <laughs> Wait you don't
2: get on the plane <laughs> You get <laughs> in the plane yeah, no, right, What's up
1: right, with that? Right. So, uh, <laughs> you could have been driving so so a I'm golf driving, ball I'm <laughs> driving in my car
2: was <laughs> uh, wild was uh, uh, wild So you'll give What
1: a little brotherly moment i sorry You had to be like Really? Come on really? I
2: mean, And what's great It was the name of the show Because it driving. keeps coming out of that You literally just made it you weird You did make it weird But still Just say I'm driving I'm driving And my son What about
1: ATM machine? Do you have a problem with that? ATM machine Because DM <laughs> yeah, stands yeah, the for, is for machine, machine Yeah <laughs> That's right Putting my money in the ATM or the, the AT machine, the AT which machine. I, that's a joke, I'd like to be very clear, I'm lifting that from a Second City routine that I loved in like 2001. away wow. Lift away, lifted, lifted, away. Lifted, lifted. But lifted, but credited, so okay. Credit, so <laughs> we, uh, so oh, I really? was, I'm was. i driving. <laughs> <laughs> I got the laugh, yeah. then I credited it, yeah. and then everyone was like, uh, it's kind of a Pete joke now. Yeah, yeah. That's oh right, Second City, it. It.
2: suck it. Take on. that, <laughs> take that, Second Rich City. Rich Tallarico told that joke, go on. Try to survive now, Second City.
1: <laughs> Good luck being a um, legend now. So
2: I'm driving in my car, My street on the street. And uh, (laughs) this car pulls up next to me and my son's in the back seat, and the guy starts knocking on the window and he's rolled down the window and he was like You're you're one of the Sky brothers and I was like, Yeah and he's like I love you and my I listened to the podcast, yeah. You guys are great comedians, and then the light changed and he had to go. And my son was like, Who is who was that? Yeah. He's three. And I was like, like, it's a guy who's who likes Uncle Randy and me, our comedy, and he's like do you know him? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, how, why did he say hi? And I'm like, we make him laugh. And it was this whole weird – he couldn't wrap his head around someone who didn't know us saying hi. But, like, we went –
1: Well, it's weird for you to wrap your bro- brain it's around so weird. at
2: first to it's be at a – What a
1: fucking treasure of a
2: story. It's, I love that. Yeah, those moments are and, – and, again, you see it through the eyes of someone who doesn't understand – you know and or like we're out and people come up to it I, I've been out at the Grove with my kids and TMZ is there uh, and they'll put a camera yeah. on you and like for my kids they're like what the fuck yeah, is going yeah, on right yeah. now and you
1: well it's home videos but to yeah, humiliate us exactly. uh,
2: this is not good no but actually
1: usually pretty nice but uh, I mean but let me explain I had my, my so first that. TMZ you did was, yeah you, I had my first TMZ people TMZ'd you because they knew I was the E-Trade baby and I was just, and I didn't know what to do I was just like I hope you like the new spot and he was like "What?" and I was like I'm not nearly famous enough and he was like oh well you're the E-Trade and I was like, yeah, still, that's not going to yeah. be good. This isn't going to be on the show. And he's like, well, we have to do filler pieces, is what <laughs> he said. And I was like,
2: eh, at least I know where I stand. Well, the best was, I think, Jen Kirkman. I always telling the story to her that like I got paparazzi, and it was like a crazy, weird moment. And then she's like, oh, you'll be in Us Weekly under that section stars. They're just like us, not famous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zoom! And Kirk. I credited Kirkman first. Kirk's. I always wanted that. that oh, that was well done. I pre-credited. That, that was proper. I always want to see something called... uh, uh stars they're nothing like us and photos that's the rest of the magazine I guess yeah, yeah. that is the, the, rest the rest of the magazine
2: the rest of the magazine <laughs> be like stars. stars they're nothing yeah, like you're us you're
1: nowhere near this yeah, no. Tom you,
2: Cruise you, is, Tom Cruise walks <laughs> with his cadre <laughs> of nannies ah, uh, at, at, a, at an amusement park while no one else is at it stars <laughs> they're nothing
1: like us <laughs> that's a bit you guys can do that feels sclory right
2: does that feel sclory sclory
1: we've learned a couple terms Sclarry's what is the term night? of a male shishka again shiksa shagits 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 Bob shagits over here
2: you called it but you you called it a shishka. <laughs> a shishka sounds like something you would make. It's it's, it's what a, a shik. It's a kishka that a shiksa. It's makes. a wet latke. Wow. It's a shishka. I feel like I'm in a temple right now. Woman makes. Yeah. This um, is
1: real Jewish uh, right now. A real Jewish. Okay, so uh, continue. Did, it's did you culturally have another, Jewish? Another thought about the fame because this actually transitions yeah. nicely. Well,
2: yeah, I, I I do think that like you know part of why. If, if I ever get If someone ever Takes a photograph Or or I never get mad At the TMZ thing uh, Unless I'm with my son And then he doesn't Understand it. it's weird it, And by the way It's happened like Four times in sure, my sure, life sure, sure. So that's not We're like in a deep safe deep.
1: zone No one thinks you're a douche
2: No but so we So I, I know I'm a douche But no <laughs> um, but I do
1: that on the show a lot I'm like It's okay Everybody You're a good person You're a good person So
2: I, what I What's crazy though Is that I don't mind it Because I feel like Our goal isn't to be famous That was not What we're setting out to do We are trying to do this form of comedy Which you know We're twins Who are trying to do comedy Not about being twins We're comedians Who are trying to do Alternative comedy Right We're, uh, we're already Like we're doing So many things To like We're swimming upstream And we're getting rid Of the paddles And yeah. we're doing it All on our own And we're doing Probably making terrible Decisions when it comes To career stuff But we're trying to do Something that's That we would like If it, we weren't us Yeah And if that gets people from that other universe From yeah. the universe of people Who are just trying to be famous yeah. To notice Then I got a big deal feel good Are deal. you
1: concerned That your kids are gonna Get a, a taste of that Sweet sweet heroin That we call no. Recognition
2: I don't think so Because I don't think We'll ever be that, that 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 big that it would Ever be an issue I don't know Maybe I'm wrong
1: I You know you never know It's you, a weird reality I mean like the, the way that our fathers Have impacts on us And yeah. the way that I saw For example mm-hmm. I saw my dad be very gregarious mm-hmm. going to bakeries And get cookies And all these different things I love that, and, That's what uh, That's yeah. another
2: thing Also by the way That I think we connected With you on, on that When we had that Long drive from oh, Was it right. from the airport To Ash? Yeah Whatever the, that Asheville, Asheville uh, UNC was, Asheville You talked about your dad Gregarity the, And your dad was like our dad And I'll tell this story I remember this this. Your, But your dad's like A blue collar guy He's like, Yeah yeah, he's like an electrician. No-talk. No, plumber. He, he electrician. Does,
1: he, I think it's interesting to note he does really well, but he looks like he just killed an, a monster made of oil. He looks like he just fought the monster on the Smoke Island That's like right. the last time. Oh, he's covered, comes Fucking home filthy, monster. right? Uh, but in the best way. Yeah. So he's like a working class, but kind of made good kind of guy, which is and which, he goes in bakeries and gets cookies that, and pinches uh, babies' cheeks and that was our dad. Calls he, waitresses hun.
2: That was our, our dad. dad. Our dad. Ah! And I think this. I think it inspired us to get into comedy. <laughs> right. Is that we. Would would sit in the car. And he would go pay for the gas. We've told this story before, and he would go in and pay for the. Or gas Or go to the inside the cleaners. Inside yeah. the cleaners or whatever. We're sitting in the car and we can't hear what's going on. All we know is that within two seconds the person's laughing. Yeah. And so as a kid, you see this over and over again, and you say to yourself, "Wait a minute. There value. should be some. There's some value in that. Yeah. It's important. And it's that's important. what he does. It's, it's
1: what your parents. Are how he dad. relates. It's how
2: he relates to other humans who aren't your mom and you. And yes. and so you say, "Well, wait a minute. Then that's important. I just remember, like, you know, like a discussion we would have around our house in a fun way like you know we'd be sitting around and like having dinner our dad would be like what happened at school today and we were like oh we had a substitute teacher what was her name you know, Mrs. Colker. Did she have a mustache? Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Uh, Moving on. Like not uh, even uh, any. Like I remember one. The one time I got in the most trouble ever because we were good kids in school. <laughs> I had a home ec teacher in seventh grade that I did not like, Mrs. Frank. Just, a, just a terrible human being. Yeah. I mean, like this she, first, was she was a douchebag. She was a total. <laughs> she was a dick. If a woman could be a dick, she was a
1: dick. Yeah, women they can should be, dicks. be allowed to be dicks. No, <laughs> men can be men. men can pussies. be pussies. She men get be pussies dick. more that you don't call a girl a pussy. She should be a dick anyway. So she. It's kinda uh, just
2: a terrible human being. She came in on Halloween and she had this like ape mask on oh, and just like a, sc- a scary like Planet of the Apes ape yeah. mask on. And uh, she was in the class and I just thought, you know, okay, here's this my- This is what our dad would do. This is what our dad would do. <laughs> and I remember I got in deep trouble in school and I came home and told my dad and he was just like, and he was also someone who was like, don't get in trouble. Yes. But he heard the story and he couldn't get mad at me because it was the... mm-hmm. for something he, he would do. She was, ape I guess it mask. got, the ape mask got a little too hot. <laughs> and she took it off. And when she took it off, I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> In seventh grade, I got to give myself like, a little bit of credit. That's, that's a, a great, a great that's, like a, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a Buddy Hackett get, gag. Took it off, and I was like, ah! <laughs> but it was, it, we, and yeah, our dad I'll was, I'll tell you why it worked is because she had the thing on for like 15 minutes, <laughs> so it's like we had enough time to establish that that was on. It wasn't like she took it off at the beginning, so I give myself credit for that, and our dad, <laughs> dad kind of thought it was funny, and I was like, well, and our dad, by the way, like kind of looked like Buddy Hackett a little bit, uh-huh, so he was like had a, that. a portly guy, and I'll never forget our our mom. Her mom like she her parents went through the Holocaust, they lived underground for a while. She had two brothers that were seventeen and ten years older than her, so she was almost like an afterthought born right after the war almost this like a mom. 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 that 's what
1: my mom was she was almost like an after- my mom was born during uh, World War two in Lithuania and was like clearly I, I feel we were talking about my, uh, it's a personal why? show why? i do 't know why this feels weird, but all her brother uh, her uh, brother and her sister sisters were much older right. and it was during a war yeah. so I'm doing the math nobody's ever told me this my mom was probably a an mistake. accident an accident yeah. Yeah. so here's a baby in the middle of World War II mm-hmm. and the Nazis are coming in and everything and they're like we gotta get out of here for different reasons non-Jewish mm-hmm. reasons but mm-hmm. you know oh, that's very interesting so I here mean, we have Gregarious dad and uh, first generation traumatized baby war baby that's right yeah. so it's like very, I see and that's how we get twin beaks I need to do something light at the end excuse, I, me, I, a sec, could, excuse me a
2: second fuck, fuck off
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Peaks>?
1: Oh God! <laughs> but, but I'm picturing those racist crows from Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah, but they're Heckel dressed J- like beaks. Heckle and Jekyll. But uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Heckle and Jekyll, that's right. But the uh, which I love
2: that one of them was named Heckle. Yeah, like one of them was there yeah. to destroy the other one's act. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so our dad. No, one of them was there to destroy Jamie Kennedy's act. Right. Uh, so uh, that uh, our, the, uh, our dad was our mom's mom, who was. Not the most positive person in the world We didn't really know her that well But uh, she... Used to say she used to say about our dad that they, they grew up they were in Poland and they had a great life in Poland like before the war leading up to yeah. the war they had a wonderful life <laughs> actually a tremendous life our our owning grand- Seinfeld did ponies I yeah. did first yeah. who leaves pony a pony to- owning country <laughs> to come to a non pony country a country packed with ponies right uh, <laughs> which is almost what they I mean like, yeah. our, our grandfather was like the head accountant of an Anheuser busch type place in yeah. in uh, in Poland and that's so, how they survived I mean literally someone non Jewish high Up, who he had like who he boarded with was like get get out out of of your your house house now, get out of your house now, move down. And so he kind of got tips and information because he was connected on that way. And they, while how they survived, but are they? My grandmother knew a guy. There was a guy in In their their town, in the town. I can't believe this can't be his name. It has to be like the translation of what his name was. I don't think so. This guy, no, no, (laughs) this guy (laughs) better, better. This guy knew everybody. Like he knew, and everyone, everyone knew him. Everyone knew him. Like your dad Goes in Gets a free cookie Goes over here Knows yeah, this person Let's Pinterest, just say our dad This is just dad. one like dad. Our dad Our dad Our dad And his name And I'll never forget this name Because our mom told us this story And this is what her mom Used to call our dad In an affectionate way Was Yerky Clark
1: yeah. <laughs> Yerky. Is that a great name? Yerky Clark uh, You're a real Yerky <laughs> Clark a real Yerky. Yeah. Oh, What are you getting A free cookie Yerky? That's, Yerky? So that is
2: what I always You know We kind of grew up Thinking Yerky. that that is like their, That's like something to aspire to To be the guy
1: That to be everyone the Yerky. in town knows. Buddy, and laughs and smiles. It just there. started happening when I was in high school. I ju- because I worked at the movie theater mm. and it used to and it still does. I love Getting people into the movie for free, like mm-hmm. that, really did it for me. Or free popcorn, or whatever. And then I'd go to Bertucci's where they had the roles and I knew someone that was there, and I'd eat one of the roles And just like, I don't really want a roll. No. I want, I want I want the be, community, I and I want to be Barter. a fucking yurky. I want to be a jerky. Jerky Clark, you come in for the movie, and, I, and then you give me a roll, and then right. I Joe oh Clark.
2: He knew everybody. Have you ever have you had Patton on this show? Patton no, yet, no, yeah, no. Yeah, talk to him about working at a movie theater. I mean, really? he wrote about it in his book, and uh, it's great. But I mean, it's really. Yeah, yeah but there sounds is that is like a barter sup- system. It's, it's a super social like universe,
1: and you have this thing that kind of everybody likes movies, yeah, for the most part. I've I've never met a person that's just like I just don't like them, and and you have the board, we yeah. and and you have great experiences. Like I mean,
2: I remember seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark. This talk about a Jewish thing, Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark, second for, Indiana Jones for a nickel. Like, there was oh one night God. that they were sh- they were showing it in town. I guess it was after the first one. Yes.
1: And they're like, hey, come see the Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, for a nickel. Can I tell you two funny w- working at uh, the Lexington Flex stories? Yes. One was uh, this woman. <laughs> 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 this woman. I was working the matinee. I'm like, what am I, 16? Okay. So this woman comes out with her son, and, and it was like this uh, matinee, and she's like, it had just started, and she's like, "I'm so, I'm so sorry. I just realized that we don't have time to watch this movie. We have to go." And I was just, and what I said was, "Because I'm like a kid, and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to learn what reason is. You know sure, what I mean? sure. Sixteen. Sure. That My point. rational brain isn't formed yet. Not yet. My skull is not yet fully formed. My brain is still developing.
2: I say yours. It will develop at thirty-five.
1: Uh, like you said, tough time. Come on. Uh, John, why anyway. am I like a gear shift? Oh, so I go well, it's not really our fault, so... (laughs) And she just left. And then my manager came out, and I told him what happened, and he was like, you just gave them nothing? And I was like, yeah, no passes, no brief. Not, no I just go, he goes, no. And he kept going, you get nothing. You get, <laughs> you get, get like, nothing. You never stop saying you get you nothing. Get nothing. The, other, the other one was this nice. girl came in. I'm such a doofus. This girl came in. My, my high school crush mm. came in, and she was like, "Some of." and I'm working, and it, the rush is over, and I'm in there with my stupid white shirt by the popcorn and the Skittles, and I'm just standing, and she comes in, and I still remember it. She comes in, and she's like, hey, some of us are... Hanging out, right? She, like, kind of pulled over, knew I was working, came in. And she's like, some of us are hanging out. Do you want to come with us? And I just was like, what? Again, reason. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm at work right now. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I why? can't. Delete, why are you even why? asking yeah, me? What this? are you doing? What are you talking about? I'm on the clock. Yeah. I need. I was making you know minimum wage. Nothing. It These even, skittles need to be reorganized. Yeah, I need to rotate the skittles. Yeah. Somebody's got to do that. So she. I mean, I wish I could replay that. The look on her face of just like what the fuck? Oh, okay. Okay. Didn't even consider it? Yeah. I know yeah. you like me. And then uh, she left and I saw the car drive off full of fun <laughs> and, a, and an empty seat where this elf yeah. was supposed to go. That's right. Then my manager yeah. comes out and he's like, what was that? Again, I explain what happened. I can't be left alone. I need help. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. manager comes out and like, what was that? I, you know, the girl that I like, she just asked if I wanted to hang out and he's like, you could have totally gone. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a it's a quiet movie theater. And, and yo, again, he said, you get nothing. You get yeah. nothing. <laughs> That's no, the
2: That's you true. get nothing. You get nothing. You get nothing. You you get get nothing. nothing. You and I didn't get, get, I you, got nothing. You will get nothing. Oh God, but don't those jobs, anything. I I love the fact, like, for people who never work those types of jobs, I mean, I wonder how we're going to be able to get our kids to do those jobs. We, Randy and I worked at gas stations. Really? Yeah. They wouldn't let us work at the same, we didn't have a car. <laughs> We did not have a car, and our dad had to drop us off. This was in high school. And he's like, You know, I got you this job. Summer before we went to college. Yeah. So we had no car. I mean, we weren't like, we were sort of middle class, lower middle class. And he was just like, You know what? I got you this job. They won't let you work at the same gas station. So I'll drop one of you off on the way to here. Because they thought if I saw him stealing gas that I wouldn't report it. Oh. Like the theory that blood is thicker than gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so literally. What are you, a sharpshooter? Yeah, no, 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 literally, they're like,
1: you can't, uh, you can't, you can't. do So that. you got to work at <laughs> different ones. Oh, so what? a mile away. I thought it was some weird twin, like, <laughs> no. we can't have people that look <laughs> the same pumping gas. We don't gas. freak out our clientele. Yeah. <laughs> I got him pumping gas, the same ones washing my windshield. Oh, I can't yeah. handle it. Crazy. But no, we the, but we, we were world, in or We were
2: opened up to the people who work there My first day on the job The guy I was working with Had just gotten out of prison Prison yep. Yep. Not
1: jail prison. prison
2: Prison A real one Like a real Like, like a county sentence. Not a county jail Yeah, like prison He walked the yard and, and he's like Yeah I just got out And I was like From what I, I just didn't know I mean brain still forming And he was like He's like the joint And I was like and literally, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die here ah, today. This is gonna happen. I'm gonna die. Instead, he proceeded to tell me how drinking a bottle of gin kept his dick hard for three days, and he just wouldn't stop telling that story. <laughs> that like, is different versions that, of that story. That's how, about
1: right. <laughs> I get different versions yes. of that story. He's like, how well, many I'll ways tell you. can you tell it? I mean, um, is this
2: the Dick Gin well, story? It, no, 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 no. Let me, you finish, know what let it me is? finish. When you work at a gas station, it's full service. Like a story takes about an hour to tell because he starts it, uh, then you and he uh, certainly. Once he knew that I, I was the there to do the work, ding. I was the one running out to go to yes. the shit and he would be back oh, yeah. and he would just be sitting there drink and in that summer I just remember like it was the year of the Sprite under the Cap contest. Under the cap contest. And I remember that. It was it was it was Sprite and Coke, but because Sprite was see-through it was
1: clear, the clear. first you thing look, you did in the morning
2: underneath. is you just looked under all the f- win a free bottle of Sprite <laughs> bottles and I just Took him Drank Sprite all summer all long fucking
1: day And it kept your dick hard For seven, seven hours Seven hours Take that gin yeah, take, take that, that. that. I you love the Greg, idea Of, you, of you hearing the story And the, uh, that last time It's like And uh, that gin kept my dick Ding ding I'll be right back yeah. He goes and <laughs> does it He comes back and goes Hard for six hours. <laughs> and you're just like, Ugh. Yeah. One thing that you said that was interesting to me, and uh, we usually talk about comedy. I love that we've just been doing anecdotes. You're, you, I don't have notes for you guys. We're just we're just, chums. We're, notes, just right. chums. we're chums. Yeah. Uh, is that you don't do twin comedy? Mm-hmm. Very much like Kumail doesn't do Pakistan <laughs> humor, right. uh, and I don't do. Well, I don't know what I would do. White I, guy h- humor.
2: Here's what I will. Here's what I will say. And I just saw. I always love this, and I'll give a couple examples of, of things that we aspire to from from contemporaries sure. and, and, and attitudes that happen. I don't know if you've seen the Key and Peele show.
1: No, uh, I Keegan keep Michael hearing Key about it. And
2: Jordan Peele. Fantastic. Is Such. that
1: Was it you guys that told me? I was at Comedy Central today, and I passed the—sorry, that was kind of a humble brag, but I was there, and they yeah. had— uh, the poster And I didn't even know It was two uh, black guys I didn't know anything about it But I saw just today The poster Amazing And okay. I was like I hear They're two bi-
2: They're two biracial guys So they're not They have, both have white moms and Oh so really? That's part of That's think, part of it Is that they They feel like They're kind of Without a country So to speak uh-huh. In terms of they, they identify a little bit Black and they Can identify white And they're just In this kind of And by the way There are lots of people Who are that way There are yeah, tons of interracial yeah, sure. You know for For whatever Interracial Interreligional I mean it's like yeah. Interreligional? I like I liked it. I like it. Uh, but the point is that like there are a lot of people who feel like they kind of skirt the line, and so yeah. uh, this show is kind of about that. But they they did a sketch that's online. You can see it, and it's I just my wife and I watched it, and you know we're both white, and we laughed. So hard It was just about uh, Just two guy Two guys who Talking about their wives And talking about how they put their wives in their place Put when their wives in their t- place Talking to them Like their wives do something To the, say something like Didn't show up at like you know was Took her too long to get, get out so get ready so, the- he tur- so he's talking to his friend He's like And I said I looked her dead in the eye And I said Bitch But the, before they say bitch They look around the corner To see if the wife is there <laughs> And it just it, es- it escalates And escalates And escalates Now <laughs> A black guy calling his His wife Who's also black a bitch is a serious thing. Okay, For wait, say it again. A black guy calling his wife who is it now? If a white guy called his wife a bitch, that's, that's bad. It's bad everywhere sure. around. But yeah. there's extra special connotation if you do it in the African American community. Really? I don't, know, I don't know why it just. It's. Tra- I thought it was more colloquial. I think oh. you cannot call a black woman a bitch. I just don't. I don't think you can. And so <laughs> it's it's humor that I feel like though like you couldn't see two white people doing that sketch. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I understand. And yet it was something that I saw so, as being the guy who wants to please his wife and the guy yeah. who's trying we have that thing about you have, have the voice you use with your wife and the voice you use with your friends yeah, and so the voice funny. you use with the wife. And like, that's something that's universal. And so I felt like, they na- they did humor that only they could do, yeah. yet it wasn't exclusionary, and yet at the same time it may
1: have... So that's what you guys are doing. You're We're doing, doing humor that only you can do. That's right. But it's not necessarily, hey, I'm half black and half white. You're just doing something that you kind of have this social permission to do. In your case, might be some sort of, like, like we talked about that, osmosis sort of group mind co- comedy that only you guys can do, not... Right. I feel like only you guys Could do it okay.
2: in, in, in a way Or hopefully we're Establishing a voice That you know I look at uh, I watched Chelsea Peretti Do a whole set of comedy
1: and Yeah <laughs> like For those of you Playing out. the Chelsea Peretti game You have to take a shot Yes, <laughs> yes. You have to take a shot She, right she right comes right. up Almost every episode
2: Well we just saw her Do a set of comedy This is a while back I mean I haven't seen her In a while But I saw her do A whole set of comedy And I just thought You know what That is That set was Specifically told From a pe- female point of view Yeah Like I couldn't do We couldn't do those jokes Yeah She told it from her point of view And yet Yeah like doesn't cut me yep. out of the equation. Yep. I'm wrapped. Yep. I'm watching the whole thing, and I say to myself, "She nailed it. She went right on in the
1: lane that is hers." Yeah, and then it's accessible to everybody. And I was like, "God, uh, that was so really." Randy, well that's done. right. The lane that's yours, but somehow skirt, uh, walking the line between you don't want to pander. It would break my heart if you guys were like. So uh, I'm a twin. I am, too. Yeah. But you do something that is Here's somehow some t- twin comedy. You're doing twin comedy. We are. It's twin comedy. But we, what we're, we're
2: trying to do, I feel like, is saying, you know, how much fun is it? when you're on the same wavelength with someone and you're just riffing and you're just yeah. having fun. Mm-hmm. We're gonna show you that we're yeah. gonna show you that. Are ensemble? you trying one up like the one up each other, like the one upsmanship of yeah. of what we do is we try and like say, okay, here's here and then I'm gonna go here. Yeah. Oh yeah, you think that's fine. Fu- I'm gonna yeah. go here yeah. and I'm gonna take it up one notch further. And I think that is what we can offer in terms of like being on each other's wavelength that yeah. is it is uniquely being us. Right. But at the same, you guys, time, you guys, sorry, I don't know, it just makes sense. It's it makes sense if there were two guys. Like I remember hearing a, there was like a, com- a comedy team that I heard about and then heard of, where one guy's the guy who's blind, and then another guy. Not who's deaf. Not I mean, who's dead.
1: <laughs> it's a blind guy and a dead guy. I don't know. It's a I classic.
2: Just, it just was like, I don't know. I, I can't even remember. One guy was blind and Mexican. The other guy was just Irish. And I, I couldn't even remember like all the things about it. But it seemed very much like, okay, I'm going to be this guy and you're going to be this guy. And we're going to just try be and... angry with each other. And here it is. It's yeah, all laid out in yeah, front of you. Yeah. And we'll, everything will just come out of that. Tree. And maybe... Honestly, maybe the fact that we haven't sort of differentiated characters on stage, and maybe it's because we haven't created something. Maybe that that's why we are sort of hustling and trying yeah. to do what we do, and something hasn't been just handed to us. Yeah, career wise, it's because we're we're choosing, I guess, a more specific. Yeah path which is good and bad
1: there's a there, that's interesting there's a couple things that you guys do that uh, are impossible for other comedians to do the the rapid fire you guys can step on each other faster mm-hmm. if you saw me trying to do that fervor that pitch of comedy it would give you a panic attack yeah. yeah it would be very hard to do no one would want to see that no i i have actually just last night at the improv i watched somebody on stage who was making me so nervous I wanted to rip his face off mm, because mm. of his his pace and his tone. he was turning the crowd hostile by being afraid of them, like they were a great crowd, and he went up and he was <laughs> and it wasn 't like a bit. I was like, "Oh, fuck you man you 're ruining everything. go yeah. up and act like you 're just in a hot tub. please just show them you're <laughs> be you. let elect. there be a quiet moment and show them your boss, please can mm. you do that? so anyway, you guys have that and there 's also this weird thing that you made me think of is Simon Garfunkel didn 't harmonize with each other. they sang in unison that 's right a new thing, and that 's another thing that you guys have and there's something pleasant about it because mm-hmm. comedy is this unity of like an idea meeting a crowd and the crowd accepting it so there's kind of a parallel there where you guys sync up like girls in an all girls dorm you sync up that's right and and we <laughs> in the vagina and it's uh, yes. like an onion very labial <laughs> Very God! Invabial. You know what kind of a... Fu- you guys are like a room of hammocks, and I'm on a tight wire, <laughs> and if I fall, I will land in you a land series in a hammock. of hammocks. Here we go. It's like the safest comedy place is to Great. be in I your love it. bosom. I love it. I'm right. sleeping in your huge bird wing. That's right. The Sklar bird wing. Ooh, goes back to... Cr- yeah. uh, yeah. Teen Beaks. beaks. <laughs> <laughs> See? Excuse, another excuse hammock. For a second, I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Yeah. I rolled out of that hammock, and, and we we I'm in another one. And this one's nylon. Ooh, it's nice. Series of hammocks. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate that.
2: I mean, I think the other thing that we offer that we kind of love in our comedy is is to be able to or love to do. Whether we love it in our comedy is for an audience to decide. But we love doing if there is a scene, you know, where a comedian would give examples. One person would give exa- very funny examples yes. as to how to illustrate a, a premise that he or she has put forth. You've for us, been. we can kind of we can kind of act it out a little bit more, yeah. so that it actually oh, the other becomes thing. a scene yes. between two people, and then. For us, we try and leave that loose enough oh that we can still God. surprise each other on stage and improvise. Yeah. improvise. And you do, and you make we each do. other laugh. And yep. I
1: see, I, I I notice that your set lists aren't necessarily completely structured because you're like, "What are we going to do next?" And then you know, Jay will throw to you, and you'll be like, "Oh, we're going to do, we're going to do that one." And then it gives it a little bit of an organic energy. Here's something funny: is that I was watching a, a, a clip of Seinfeld, old Seinfeld, like I think his first TV appearance. So it was like 1970, blah blah. Mm-hmm. And he's on stage, and he's doing a bit. That requires uh, dialogue, mm-hmm. okay? And these days, uh, a guy, a guy like me, a comedian like me, people in my class, it, it's seamless. If you want to be like. Uh, I have a bit about uh, you go in uh, and you order a jamba juice and you do it wrong on purpose. And immediately I'll just be like, you go in and be like, I'll have a pomegranate paradise. And they're like, um, you said you turn the other way. I just turn the other way. I am turning my head. Yes. Yeah, yes. And I do a little bit of a different voice. Like, you, you said green teeth smoothie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. Yeah. Uh, no, I said, pome- like, I'm just doing that. Nobody needs me to go. But what Seinfeld was doing is he was going, you go in and the guy's like, can I help you? You turn to him and you're like, "Yeah, I'd like to get a room." And he replies, "Like, you yeah, know what I mean?" He it wasn't, had to do all the replies. It wasn't labored. Said, you yet, it's not that he's bad. It's that the audience audiences had weren't ready ready learned it. that sophistication. They weren't ready for it? And what you guys you have the seamless thing, but you are two fucking people. Mm. We're so. two people, and what
2: happens with that? And this is why I love it. Why and when it happens in our act? Because sometimes it happens is that in the setup to the joke, once we start. Once we start living in this scene, sometimes we'll get a ton of laughs on something that never got laughs before because this moment suddenly gets blown out into, like, three beats. And it used to just be one beat. Yeah. And now it's it's now three or four different beats that are all getting laughs. And you're worried, oh, is that going to take away from the end thing? But it doesn't. And yeah. it, it's just this really wonderful, organic Well, well what's fun about it, too, is and what I, always, what I always loved. I mean, we're huge fans of Newhart. I mean, huge fans of, of Newhart, Bob Newhart's mm-hmm. comedy, which was he was always one half of the phone conversation. And so yeah. he would get laughs on the audience figure out, figuring out what the other yeah. guy who you never hear says yes, yes, yes. on the other line. And so there was It makes a, it uh, interactive You're interacting yes, now And you, ca- you draw the, the dots And then the audience Draws you the line And connects the dots It makes and then it happen laugh. in your brain You're Ama- invested now it, it was just amazing mm-hmm. And so we like to sort of Kind of get it to that place and, and, and you know One thing that's kind of fun Is to get a laugh On something that's not even You're not saying anything A pause Yeah A pause A brief Especially and, within our act Where sometimes it's like Rapid fire back yeah. and forth To then have like a You know Ten second pause well, Eight second
1: pause Yeah It's you, a great you got the, the, the devil uh, bit, and the, when you talk to the devil, I, I don't want to read. We haven't even done so that bit in so I know long. it's a long time, but I remember there was the awkward thing of like, really? You just, you just going to keep playing? Going to keep playing. You're keep, is, that, is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> right. That is comedy heaven for me. If you can boil down a moment where the laugh is not, is not doing anything. I mean, that's if there's a if there's a more admirable professional goal is to be rewarded for finding a scenario where doing nothing is the best thing you can possibly yeah, exactly. do. Exactly. Long pause.
2: Well, Jack Benny. I mean, that was the great story of him: is uh, your money or your life? Your that's money or your what life. life? And he paused for forty seconds, and really? didn't say anything, and it was like the biggest TV because everyone's month. like, he's built this persona where he's for the cheapest cheap. guy in the world: your money or your life? And he just pauses ah, for so long that he's willing to think about that. Yeah. And, and, and it was just a beautiful. And you say to yourself yourself the platform of the character
1: that you've built, yeah, you were able to just literally springboard off of that into uh, this blissful yeah. hammock of comedy. That's exploring. the happiest place on earth if you can get down to some sort of look or a blink or just a stand. Oh, that's and beautiful. not mugging, but just you no. know, literally set the situation
2: yeah. up to the point Actually, staying
1: in the character, yeah, staying yeah. in the moment, staying in the moment, and, and as an as a comedic
2: actor, there's nothing better. There's yeah. nothing better than being in that moment where you're playing it. <clears throat> the situation you're playing is so real. Yeah. It's so true. And we try to put so much truth in in these Moments and these characters in our, in our act, we certainly we don't take on weird like we don't take on funny voices right. like for certain people we, we try not to we try and because also i don't think we're good at that, but like right we're just ourselves, but we are these characters in these moments, but the more real what, what's funny about marriage what is funny about a ma- is, is something that ha- like we've all now that we are married it's like we've been in situations where you have to bring something up with your spouse that you don't want to talk about right and you bring it up, and all the other things that you're doing in your life wind up sort of superseding it in that conversation and you never really get around or to you, it. Or you don't want to fight about the thing you're talking about so you'll fight about something else that you're doing yeah. in that moment oh my so you God, can that's get that so anger. True. And that's what we do when we did the whole Snow White and, and her husband talking yeah. eight months after they've been married. After uh-huh. the, sort of like the uh-huh. eight months after the thing. is yeah. like them having this conversation of how did. What was going through your mind The first time we yeah. met And it's a big conversation That you want to have yeah. Here's a person Who's trying to understand Or trying to figure out delicately And almost doesn't want to know Whether or not her husband's A necrophiliac <laughs> So So <laughs> she's attempting to She's touching gingerly And hoping that she doesn't And so they have this Tense conversation About him buying Veggie sausage At Whole Foods And why are uh-huh. you spending That kind of money And I mean it's like It suddenly you want A little bit of yeah. In any argument you have You want a little bit of Like collateral Yeah yeah. a little bit of like you see, want to take the ground first It's so
1: interesting. I I'd, I'd love to talk about uh, uh about relationships because you're both married and you both have lovely children. And something that you're making me think about is that idea that you're never really fighting about the thing you're fighting about. When I was a kid, uh going back to my gregarious dad, he would always kind of be flirty with the waitress. It's just that's just a thing. And he used to make my mom furious. There was a bad time and that during the bad time it was mostly, you know, tense. It's nothing hitting or anything weird like that. It was just like a lot of fighting mm-hmm. and uh cocktails. <laughs> so, yep. so I was sitting sure. at this table <laughs> and I remember being like, Oh my god, you could cook a hungry man dinner on mom right now. She mm. is so, so fucking mad, mad at dad. Be... And he's just kinda being dad. Like in my I'm kinda like, That's what dad does. He talks right. away. But they're not she's not mad about that. She's mad about so much stuff. So you guys are in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. You have to Not have to, but, I mean, you do have to deal with women. Yes. You have to live with women. Mm -hmm. And me, three of them. Three, yeah, two little Uh, girls. uh, Two
2: daughters and and a wife. I mean, there's just... there's Yeah, Randy, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm living in it. And, I mean, it is definitely women, you know... Women be crazy? Women be crazy.
1: Women be crazy. Women women also be shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Women be shopping. Uh, And when women be shopping, women be crazy. (laughs) Noah Garfinkel, (laughs) see, I'm doing it before I do it, Uh does this amazing bit. Uh, where he just does kind of that humor, and he goes, people be sleeping. People, people be, be sleeping. sleeping. You go in their house, one, two o'clock in the morning, they all, <laughs> people be
0: sleeping. People be
1: sleeping. It's so, so funny. It's really, and also really funny. kind of the most alternative, like traditional alternative bit. It's like, we get it's it. great. But yeah. I love it. I love, love. it. Uh, it's true. But I was thinking about, like, guys, l- let's break it down. Guys are assholes. Women are crazy. True or false?
2: I mean, you know, Louis C.K. said it best when he said little boys... Uh, little boys fuck shit up, and and girls are little girls are fucked up. Something along that. Yeah, lines yeah, you know? yeah. And it's and we think, still are doing that. Well, but girls are a little more complicated, a little bit more when they're younger. I just right. think that they're wired in such a way that oh, they this are. This is interesting because you have
1: little ones. The little home, ones you're you watching. His
2: his son is a sensitive and complicated sensitive, yeah, kid it's himself. Complicated. He's complicated. Uh, honestly, it's. Here's what I will say. I will say that comedy is a single man's game.
1: Uh, it, it we is. were just talking. Randy it and I is, were just talking about bummer. Sasquatch. I'm going to Sasquatch. And he was like, yeah, I'd be going if... Uh, I, you didn't really say it sadly, because I know you love your family and kids, but you like, love my no, oh, but there's but sadness there's in that. There's I, sadness. Okay, sad. yeah, let's make it weird. It's well, a little no. sad. Yeah, but it's sad.
2: in <laughs> that I'm not I'm going I'm to lie to you. It's sad only in that it's this. You spend your entire career working and trying to build yourself up so that you have access to doing amazing things things and some of those things pay you lots of money which is the greatest thing in the world and some of those things are just amazing experiences like we did sketch fest last year not this year but last year yeah it was probably one of the greatest like three days of that's my that's what we were life. talking about so yeah. fun yeah i mean it, it, after a life of taking care of other people yeah you someone's like your driver's downstairs i mean talk yeah. about entitlement yeah. Your drivers downstairs to take you and you know, a- And it's you As a t- parent You relish that And you say Someone is, is worried About my needs I don't need to know Where we're going here Someone's taking me To the next care. place And then you're in the car And we're do- like, hanging With like eight comedians Ky- Kyle Dunnigan uh, yeah. and, and Rich Fulcher yeah. Doing Tig like, And Tig Nataro Doing versions of Johnny Carson Johnny Carson uh, What was he doing With the moose knuckle I don't know He was, like, just, was just using, like using that, that phrase, phrase. I mean, Johnny Carson impressions Like explaining oh, Of a God. TV show Named moose knuckle Tonight on moose knuckle oh. And it was just—you just painted the ultimate picture of happiness. No, it's happy. It's, it's so the wonderful. Thing it's the it's so beautiful. And for us, we're saying, look, if we really wanted to, I would love to do Bonnaroo. I would love to do. We're going to South by Southwest this year to do our podcast on on March, which 16th. we're going to try and get him to stick around long extend, enough to do our podcast. Going to try and extend, and that it. would be phenomenal. And phenomenal. so, so you know, we're, we're we're doing a couple things here and there, but like, I would love to go to South by Southwest for or a week, Squatch, yeah, or, yeah. or or the Vancouver
1: County. Well, Festival the way Sketch you Let up, explain. It and then I, I I have a hard time even doing those things when I have a girlfriend. I have I have boundary issues. Yeah. I let people in and I let them kind of rule my emotions and stuff. It's a problem, but I'm I working. Know, we've on talked it. about that. We, we have, have talked, ta- of course, that. we have. We Fucking have. No, a, you were we proud have. of yourself for
2: getting yourself extracting yourself from a situation, a difficult situation. You were helpful in that. It, we,
1: that was right around that trip and where you, I, I let someone in unfairly. It's almost not even completely. It's, I don't think it is their fault. It's I not. I allow them to assume this position of control mm-hmm. over me, and then learn to hate them for controlling. Right. That's what right. I do I am such it's, a fucking well, but by Unculpable the
2: way, But by the way Everybody does that It's yeah. like to me I get to a point Again not to bring back my kids But where Please. like If my kids keep harping on me And harping on me And harping on me For something The choice there is For me to do two things Take the difficult stand Of saying no And, yeah. and receiving the barrage Of hatred That's going to come my way for, for saying no Or giving them what they want And then making them Feel guilty about it ah.
0: So what you did Was <laughs> let someone
2: in And then hate them for it uh-huh. And so you Rather than taking a stand You let someone and then hate them for it. And that's just another choice. But, like, you know, something, that's, the sadistic side of you but, loves that so much. Yeah. But, uh, but so that's uh-huh. like scratching an itch Delaying. You, you're you're like, delaying I, it. I have athlete's foot. I should probably go out Ugh. and get some tenactin. But you know what? I'm going to scratch the hell out of it. And it's going to fucking, fucking feel great. Fantastic.
1: Right. Absolutely. Like going too deep with a Q tip. Absolutely. Right. You want to go there. And, 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 and for us.
2: You you're know, postponing pay. Well, back to you're a postponing pay. But, yeah. <laughs> but back to my, my yes. point is that you spend your whole career building up so you can have access to things like that and then you get into a family situation or you get into a relationship for you and then you suddenly you're the reason why you can't go yeah. or you're, you're you did this your home well, life and for also your part of us says you know like i wish i could we could be out every night of the week hanging out at the improv hanging out here yeah, meltdown yeah. going over to i'm like DC- how good could we be we could be so much better comics if we just hung out every night but now it is to the point where if we travel some When we come home, we gotta be home. You, you can't be in a relationship. That's why you can make that choice. I mean, and, and we had to make a very, what I consider to be somewhat of a difficult choice because some of it is financial and some of it will affect us where. You know, the fall, we had a bunch of stand updates and then we did this show that's coming out on the history channel called the United States of America that caused us to travel a bunch. We didn't realize we were going to get this show, got it in July, and then it very quickly went from being a pilot to like we're shooting six hour long shows and you're going to be gone for a week each time. We're going to shoot for a week in Chicago, a week in Denver, a uh-huh. week in Charlotte, a week in New York. Even the week in L.A., we were two hours away, three hours away, so we're getting home at 9 o'clock at night. Right, nine. right, right. So even though we're staying at home, we're driving back to and fro. So it felt like a week away. Then we all had all this other stand-up, and our – After the fall that we had From September to December Our our wives and our families And our kids were kind of like What the fuck You gotta You can't be on the road like that And so this year As we were looking at our schedule this year We had some dates on the books And we're like Look you know We gotta push some things around We can't have four weekends in a row
1: You know what would be really weird Is if one of you weren't married That would be insane Very difficult That would be insane
2: Or if one of us Just had a situation Where
1: they were like "Let's go, Let's go Let's go Let's go Let's go Because that's what I always said About improv what was difficult is you're only as strong or as committed as the weakest and least committed person on your team so it's, mm-hmm. it's right. fortunate that you guys have similar lives well, sim- or in a similar space enough that we could say
2: you know I mean it's different each of us have different situations yeah. and different relationships with our wives and different and I have two kids and he has one that's a very yeah. different ball of wax Sure, but I mean the point is that like what we had to say was yeah. we got to spread this out it's not, we're not going to not we're not, not going to San Antonio we're just going to push it to August we're not right. going to Philly you know in January We'll do
1: it in April yeah, yeah, And we yeah. gotta spread this out yep. And we can't be gone and all the And then you time. have the podcast That keeps you local and, and still reaching your fans And stuff Let me put it uh, to you I'd love to hear your thoughts on this This seems to be the equation Because as I'm hearing you guys Talk about family life Which is something that You know interests me I, I feel like that's where I'm gonna go mm-hmm. That's where I wanna go I mm-hmm. would say You'd be uh, a great dad uh, Well thank you so much I just love children And I wanna throw them around mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> In a safe way yeah, in, sure. in, a ham- in the scholar hammock really. if, you,
2: if you don't wanna take your kid And throw it through a window At one yeah. point You're not connecting With the parents uh, uh, you're not paying attention no, you're if you're out not outraged you're uh, bullshitting
1: well uh, this this seems to be the equation that, that we all have to weigh it doesn't matter if you're a comedian or whatever your job is or whatever your interests are it seems to me you have to weigh where I am Mm-hmm. Johnny autonomy mm-hmm. I say yes to everything mm-hmm. Yep Everything Every mm-hmm. festival mm-hmm. Go Extend the stay mm-hmm. Not running shit by nobody uh-huh. Eat a pizza at Two in the morning Don't give a fuck Sleep all day Yep See my friends Cancel on my friends They're not like girlfriends You can do whatever you want mm-hmm. uh, Sorry Kumail I'm not making it uh, it's, whatever. Like ice, it's, it's like Ice Cube Today was a good day I saw <laughs> the lights Of the
2: Goodyear blimp It said Ice Cube was a pimp Yeah but For most people They'd be like He messed around And got a triple double
1: uh, I messed around And got a triple double Alright that's
2: <laughs> honestly, honestly, if Ice Cube was married, he would have only been able to mess around and get a double double. You have to stay long enough yeah, to get a triple double. So if the you assist. Wanna, the
1: assist, is the yeah. killer. You, you know, it? Kumail has a bit about this. Really, he has a great bit about I it. I didn't even know who that. keeps who keeps track of assists. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hilarious. So brilliant. It's a really great. And bet. you know what? That's so Pakistani of him. It is. <laughs> uh, it is kind of from a brown perspective. <laughs> he found his lane. Yeah, so, it's okay. We oh, un- this is explored in movies too, like Up in the Air. George Clooney, successful, traveling all the time, loves sky lounges loves first class whatever loves hotels uh that's that that's the that, like selfish archetype that's mm-hmm. what i'm living mm-hmm. and the longer i stay in it the more i fear inability of sharing my Mm -hmm. life with anybody and it's only been about a year Mm -hmm. a year Mm -hmm. and even with my friends sometimes I'm like you gotta get the fuck out of here because I just want to play God of War or whatever I I don't know what I do (laughs) I I don't know what I do you don't know what you do (laughs) and then on (laughs) how are you supposed to there are other people who know what he does and then on the (laughs) I call my manager
2: and then on the other hand and by manager you mean the manager of the movie theater
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah You get, nothing. you get nothing. Oh you my God. Hammock, 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 hammock. I'm spilling out of <laughs> hammock. On the other hand, we have the Greg Barrett model, which is you guys were that, and then someone, this is a Greg Barrett line, someone came along and fucked it up with their love. Mm-hmm. And now you have family. So we're mm-hmm. weighing these two things. You have love, you have children. These are like cliche, the real rewards. I'm going to make a sports analogy.
2: If anybody who watched the Super Bowl who watched this, there was a moment at the end of the Super Bowl where Ahmad Bradshaw on the Giants was running the ball. Basically, there was a minute left, and the Giants were driving down. And what they were going to do was set up for a last-second field goal. They kicked the field goal. They win Uh 18-17. The ball is literally right by the goal line. So what the Patriots' defense did, which was really smart, is they open it up and let the running back run through untouched, untouched to get a touchdown. Because the quicker they do that, the quicker they they're get, got they get, get co- more time, more to time come back, gonna and gonna come back, and possibly, win. possibly score a touchdown and win. Oh, so it's a I don't even
1: like sports, and I'm like, <laughs> it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant
2: strategy. So in one moment,
1: untouched. Untou- untouched.
2: Now the running back got to the one yard line, got to the, literally the goal line, and was gonna sit down on the one yard line. To let time roll down and then k- try and kick the field goal, not. But he wound up falling in the end zone. So the ball went over. So he went over, touchdown. Giants up twenty 17 But there's a minute left, so there's time for them to for the, for Patriots. the Patriots to yeah, come down and score. Yeah, they sure. almost did it. Hail Mary pass, guy drops in the end zone. Whatever, Patriots don't win. But if he catches awesome. the ball, you still, catch the ball. It's a game. still a good story. It's a, it's a game. So, but the point was in that moment, what do you do? Do you because a lot of things can happen. You go down on the one yard line. What happens if the kicker comes out, the ball gets snapped weird, he misses the ball, and it, you lose? Yeah. You, so do you take the points that are given to you in that moment right there? so yeah. do, What do you do? Do you take the love that's given to you in this one because moment because
1: the the defense is moving wide you can open, run and in. you do
2: take it and say, okay, this is a gift, and this is something that we should accept and enjoy, or do you sit down on the one yard line to preserve what you have right there and preserve what you've got in it, which you could could lead to victory, but you don't know, and uh, so like it's a it's a tough choice. I mean, there's there's no right answer. There I, there, there are times when I when I've you know when my wife is you know asleep and and I'm out and she's not waiting up for me to come home and I'm out here at a show like at Meltdown or something like that. And I'm just like, I'm going to hang out till the bitter end. I'm just going to do that because I don't get to do that very yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I'm going to be up in five hours anyway. My son will be up at five because he's doing that now. So fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'll just stay out till one or two. I'll be the last person to leave. And sometimes I'm like, well, this isn't worth it the way i thought it was yeah. worth it, you yeah. know maybe leaving at a decent hour is equal you know i re- yeah there are times where i'll
1: go there and then there are also times where you'll stay hang out late and it's well, great it's funny kumail and emily who are my go-to uh, couple friends is like sometimes they'll bail on me i actually call kumail kubail sometimes because he bails on <laughs> me it's true and uh he'll be like i'm sorry and we're good enough friends that we don't lie to each other it's great and he'll be like Emily and I just want to watch a movie and get Chinese food. and I'm that's, just a great, like, that's a great Kumail, by the way. You. Thank <laughs> you. And I'm like, fuck you forever. I love your life. Because, you know, I was married. That's, I, I'm not trying to talk about that. I know you were married. I just know – it comes up enough. I just know the comfort. Right. I love caving it. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. love yeah, cave in, something it. Great in it. I love uh, consistency. We were just talking about like
2: I if I'm not going out to perform that night, yeah. I, right now we're having a debate is who can get into Ooh. their <laughs> get into the pajamas quicker. Buddy, I have my pants all day. Pajamas, yes. like my 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 uh bamboo pajamas. Yeah. I'm in those fucking things at 5:30. I love it. And it's like, you know, there's some There's some simple joy you have in like going, all right, what do I got to do tonight? I'm not going out to perform. I'm going to sit down and watch Downton Abbey with my wife. I'm going to sit down. Uh, But I think that's a performing that's been created by performing, too. Because when you go out, when you think about what performing is, performing is, no matter what the scenario, even if you're in the most friendly crowd ever, performing is you taking yourself out of your comfort zone for 10, 15, however many minutes your set is, and especially if you're trying new material, and literally saying... I could fail right now. You're, yeah. you're doing what 99% of the people never do once in their day ever. Right, right, right. Or Most, in their life in a year. Right, right, right. You, right. you are saying on a nightly basis, we are going to put ourselves up and put ideas out there to be shit on in front of our very eyes. Yeah, and, live. Yeah, live in front wanna of you. I want how this Yeah, And so you're taking yourself and you're literally living life to its fullest. You're That's on what the edge. That's what it edge. feels
1: like. That's a great way to put it. I actually
2: We used to agree say that. that. We used to say that when, back Early, early in our career, when, when we didn't love our material, but we felt like we had to keep performing through that point, something us yes. was like, You got to get through this and you will get better. And, you know, soon you'll have 20 minutes that you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was moments we would say back to our, uh, to each other right before we go on stage, This is life. This is living life to its fullest. Is we it? had to remind ourselves yeah. of that because it was
1: that Isn't scary. Isn't that brilliant? Because it doesn't, living life to its fullest doesn't feel like you think it will. And, and, and it takes so long to get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At first, the greatest thing I've ever done used to make me vomit yes. before the shows. I Eight Mile style. I would throw up. Mm-hmm. And very similarly, I had to talk to myself. I'd be like, this is your dream. Yeah, dry heaving. I remember I was feeding my buddy's cat and his cat came up and brushed on me and I was driving because I was so nervous to go to the Cleveland Improv to open for Gaffigan wow. and I was like, oh, I couldn't even puke because I couldn't eat so nothing was in right, there right. and I was like, living the dream. Living the dream. And I meant it mm-hmm. and I was terrified. So yes, terror, sheer terror. terror.
2: And, and, and that's what we do and I do think that there is those moments so, where you say like, I'm staying in tonight. Yeah. I'm not Pushing that Sisyphusian rock up the hill
1: tonight. There's a weird, when a show gets canceled, I don't want to put, I don't even really want to say this. I feel like it's breaking the code of the mafia of of comedy. But uh, when a show gets canceled, there's a part of you that's kind of like, all right, relieved. Yeah, you're relieved. A little relieved. There's a little, it it gets less, the less afraid of it you are, the less relief you feel. But I remember saying to Kumail, when we were both starting, a show would be canceled and would feel ecstasy. Sure. Because we were like, we know we weren't going to fail. And then at a certain point, it starts turning into this weird narcotic thing where I'll be like, "Well, I really wanted to do a set. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to fuck up my day tomorrow that I didn't if I do a didn't set do this
2: night. tonight." And you want to try material out, and you yeah. want to get up there. And I think if you're if
1: you're holding
2: new material, there's nothing better than to have a new chunk of material <sighs> that you really like or a new like five ten minutes that you're starting to do around. Yes. And you're starting to figure out and figure <clears> out what it is. There's nothing better than you're getting one. up in rooms that you enjoy and and in front of people that you really. Th- then there's nothing better yeah. Than that I mean that to me is I, Yeah I, I've done a lot of drugs In my life And nothing has equaled that Feeling of like New chunk of material You feel like it's gonna get A good response It starts to do well on stage yeah. You're living in the pocket You're creating What, what did we stage? do the other night At uh, Tiger Lily Living that we in the did.
1: pocket Living right. in the
2: pocket Yeah we'll never I'll never forget that term We were doing like uh, Voice over like uh, Looping after You uh-huh. know Shooting something And then you come back Into this like Massive room In like uh, you know, Oh know yeah a- yeah. A lot and yeah. there's like a huge it's like where an orchestra could be right behind you, yeah. right? And you're looping the lines and whatnot and and I remember we did a few and we were they were like just improv this thing and improv this and you know whatever do this yeah stuff. and we did and they liked it and and they liked the middle ones we were doing and they were like oh you guys are in the pocket now uh-huh. i was like what does that mean in uh-huh. the pocket they're like you know it basically in, the, in hammock. the hammock yeah you're, you're in, the hammock. in the hammock you're in the hammock room could have easily said your hammock room
1: Sportsman, <laughs> you're in the pocket i so, love that uh, yeah well let's bring it back to the to the ladies in your life um because i'm very interested in that they they're supportive it sounds like <laughs> At times, yeah. and then at times, not. At Good times, for you. It's, thanks, man. God damn God damn thanks it. for not giving me the political, you know.
2: No, no. no. At t- and it's very difficult. I mean, and it- if I were them, I would also be supportive and Ooh, not supportive. Great. Yeah. I, I, there are times where we believe in... Randy and I believe in stuff and and believe it's going to work to the point where it's almost pathological. I mean, we're, we're it's a requirement. lying to ourselves. You kind of have to hope and believe. Yeah. It's a requirement. But for someone who's not in that business, like, and who's in the business of like, let's keep this family afloat here. Like, they have to be a voice of reason and they have to at times do that. But then there are other times where, you know, where they just don't understand. I mean, I have the benefit of my wife having done stand-up years ago. Uh And so she gets what we're doing. And she, at a very early point in time, kind of said, and when she was in New York, I've known her for 15 years now, and she kind of said... Actually, after seeing how hard we work at doing it, she's like, "I don't really want to do this. Like, this is not something that I I have the burning desire. Like, if you don't have a burning I like that desire, a
1: couple times where people are like, oh yeah, that's that. what
2: you have to.' Yeah. Do. yeah, then I don't want to do it. I don't yeah. want it. And so, like for us, we we're like, eh whatever. It's you know, you just go through this.' And yeah. You but you know, there's there. it's just there are moments where you're kind of like they they don't get it, or you're out on the road and, and you th- must things are hard. And I, I, I feel like our career is like this. I, I, you know we we love to make analogies. We our, our analogies are like our analogies are like <laughs> <laughs> ah, but I do think it is like this it's like this fruit it's this delicious fruit that's in your hands uh-huh. at all times and you just keep turning it over and turning it over and on one side suddenly it's rotten and uh-huh. then all of a sudden it's ripe and beautiful and delicious and if you keep turning it over and over and over again it, you get a different view of what's going on and, yeah. what, and what's going to happen That's what you. comedy and your career feels like. I feel like, like that's sometimes what a career in this business is. No one ever feel, that, like, there's like point zero zero one percent of people who are feeling totally okay about where they are and what they're doing Yeah,
1: and I just... Well that's what's interesting to me is you sympathizing with your wives. I know Jason said this but I don't know if this is how you feel, Randy, is that the idea that they're kind of like this sucks. You have to go on the road. You were just on the road. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm on your side. Yeah. I just have to do this show. Well, part of us oh, is. Uh, I'll
2: say I, this sucks that 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 I'm going to put you in control of doing everything in the house and dealing with everything while I'm gone. But then once we get to where once we're Once we going, get to where we are and like, their audience is like, we're going to Bloomington to the Comedy Attic next weekend, yes. 16th through the 18th. I've heard nothing but amazing things about this comedy club. Then the Where next, is it? The In Bloomington, Indiana, the Comedy Attic. I've I only think you're doing that. Are you? You are. I think I you are doing that. I've only heard incredible things about it. The next weekend, we're in Minneapolis on the 24th at the Varsity Theater. Uh-huh. We normally do Acme there, but we're at a theater, which is supposed yeah. to be the coolest Oof. rock theater. We got two shows. I'm a little nervous that we're not going to sell tickets, but I feel like we're going to hopefully pump it up. Yep. Then the next night, we're at the Comedy Bar in Toronto, which is supposedly, I think, run by comics. It's supposed to be Todd Glass, who is a nitpicker as far as, like, great rooms go, came back and said, this is exactly how a comedy club should be run. Really? And we have a lot of fans in Canada of our podcast, and I feel like they're all going to come out to these shows. Mm -hmm. So also one night, two shows, you really pack them in, and you really get a chance to, like, get people – I can't wait for these shows. I can't wait for these two weekends. I know it's going to be hard on our family. I know it's going to be really hard. And so you try and plan things for them and whatnot. And I know it's just going to be difficult, but I
1: cannot wait for these shows. Yeah. I feel like... It's funny. It's almost like a double life for me. I feel... It's like a double-edged sword. We've... (laughs) we've, ah, The show just ends immediately. No (laughs) goodbye. It's just over. Like The Sopranos. Just done. Yeah. Uh, what, what was I about to say? Oh, it's, oh, I Double, often, life. Often, Double if, life. It comes up often. Uh, Jesselnik said that he feels like Iron Man. When he's on stage, he's wearing the suit, yeah. and he can kind of do or say whatever he is. Uh, but it, it often feels kind of like the Clark Kent Superman sort of thing. So cl- your Clark Kent is married. And then you go out and you, you be Superman a little bit.
2: There's sometimes I feel like there are moments when we get on stage and we'll do shows like we were doing shows in Phoenix. I don't know if you've been to the uh, Stand Up Live. No, in no, no, great club, huge club, but fantastic. And there are moments where I was they treat the comics so well. It's the guys who are from the improv who then actually invested in clubs, improv clubs. This the one being one of them. Two mm-hmm, in Florida, mm-hmm. they know how to do it. They know how to treat the comics. And I, in my mindset, I wish my kids could see. How like we're the reason people are in those seats right there. You yeah. got to remember that they're yeah. like you're the reason people came out to the club, or at least a percentage of that yeah, percentage. Yeah. Sure, sure. For us, hopefully, it's growing as we do more things. Yep. But the way people treat you, and then you go on stage, and then you do your stuff, and you, I wish like my kids could see that. Like I don't know if they'll ever see that. Hopefully, at some yeah. point. Yeah. I don't know if we'll still be doing it. To, you never know. Level, but like, by the time I, they're old enough, to, to see me, it. I think it is just. It's just amazing. I, there, there are moments where it all kind of works and all. We did shows up at uh, Parlor Live up in uh, Washington. And I just did again. They treated the comedians so well. They packed the rooms. The, the yeah. shows were really good, and we felt like we were living on the edge of our material, mm. which is
1: always a great. What you're not another great anything term? Bad. Guys, and, get uh, out of here with the great time uh, Thank you. Our terms are like uh, <laughs> uh, so. We uh, so Jason it, knew it didn't need to be repeated. The no. first time that joke was made, Jay made it, and you repeated it, and that's when I got that it was a joke. Second time, he knew he you knew were there. You well knew you were right there. God, uh, but fucking... it just those moments. I kind of you
2: know, and, and that's that's what makes it all worth it. That's what makes yeah. It Oh, great. And- well,
1: if I may, I think one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I would have loved to known my father when he was 32. I would have loved to known all his thoughts and stuff. So the idea that you guys are doing your podcast and doing shows like this is kind of like this little treasury that they can they can understand and they, they'll hear you talking about it now at, How weird at is Ellington Ed
2: Ellington what yes. did he say our good friend of ours this guy who was in uh, the web series we did layers years ago but he's very a very funny of, actor and a producer and just a talented guy he was he, he was like can I come hes he's producing these documentary things he's some really cool stuff down in New Orleans uh, post Katrina and the rebuilding and all that stuff and then mm-hmm. he's doing some other reality shows and he's like on the road I've just been listening to your podcast like a ton so I feel like I've been hanging out with you which is I, what I've got yep. a lot of people say to you that's where we're going. Because it's very personal. And he said, I feel like when you guys are done hanging up from this business somewhere, down the line, whatever, this will be your legacy. Yes. What you're doing in this podcast is so... And we talk about this all the time. Randy and I talk about what, what you're trying to do on stage is to, and, and, and in any project that you create is to create the purest, most unfettered version of you. Yep, On stand-up, usually, I think before podcasting, stand-up was that. Mm-hmm. Live performing is... To, no one else tells you what to do except for the audience will indicate to you what's working, yeah. what isn't. But even here, even here, there's not
1: an audience. Not an audience. Not a live in the audience. No.
2: No. And I do think that The are... audience does shape it, but it's later. It's emails, it's comments, it's stuff like that. And you listen to some of them. I mean, some of them. Yeah, sure. I, I, what I think is that. I think there are two types of comics. I do think there are comics who try and be as funny as they can be, and there are comics who try and get the biggest response that they can get. And I do think that is a distinction between comedians. Um, huh. But I I do think there are people who do stuff. You cut, I mean, those who do it the other way tend to, at times, cut corners. And You mean you, the biggest response? Yeah, well, look, it, but it, they'll do great. There are, know, very few, just... there are very few people who do, like, I would say, like, Zach is somebody mm. who does both yeah. in terms of, like, he... Uh, in Louis C.K., someone who does, someone boat. who yeah. Jim Gaffigan, someone yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who, in doing the comedy that he wants to do, winds up getting the biggest response. Yeah, ever. Yeah, like yeah. he's doing it exactly the way he wants to. It's so, it's so
1: interesting you said that because there was a comedian that I, I ran into a couple nights ago and, and he does this story on stage and then I asked him if the story was true and it wasn't true and mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I felt like he took a shit in my church. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I was like, "You don't do that. That's, That's against right. the law." Well, did, it, did he pass it off as a true story? Yes. Wow. And it was so – and you know what I hate? The feeling someone's telling you a story and you're like, I don't believe you. And Did you feel that as he was saying it? And that's why you asked. And that's why I That's why you asked. And I was like, I don't believe you. I I feel that way a lot of times when people are telling stories and I'm like, if I were telling – the way I talk about my oatmeal, I don't eat it. But if I ate a bowl of oatmeal, I would discuss it with more fervor and more intensity than you telling the story of the time you were almost stabbed? I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is bullshit. Yeah, and then either you, that or like fucking step up your life a little yeah, bit. Like, yeah. right? <laughs> Please learn how to tell a story. You don't have to be hilarious, but make me feel it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's in truth, but, but truth will it, make you feel it. That it, way. it, and, and it gets, right. It gets back to that.
2: It gets back to what is the purest form. I mean, I I know that this podcast is that for you. I can already tell that. And you you see, I read reviews of it. I see what people say about it. I hear you on it. I know that this is a very pure version of it. It's like you think about the first Tenacious D album. (laughs) That was so purely them. Yeah. It was so purely. Every little thing. And the things you love the most are the things that were so purely them. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and I think people are starting to hit their stride like that in this podcast. I agree, man.
1: I agree. Uh, How are you doing on time? I know you have to get back to a nan-nan. That's what I uh, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm good. We can do a few more minutes. One, okay, a few more minutes. We always yeah. talk about God, and, and uh, people change the uh, – people talk like one person told me it turns it off when we start talking about God. So let's keep it engaging. Yeah, sure. Hey, 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 hoo, hey, sure, hey, talk about it. No, all I want to know is uh, this was so interesting that I feel like we've met our interesting quota, but I do like the people that like the religious talk. Sure, love sure. it. Religious Jews at all? I know, uh, I know we're Jewish. Well, I mean, obviously, culturally Jewish. This
2: culturally Jewish, and we were we were somewhat religious to the point where we went to Jewish camps. Yep. We were in Jewish youth groups growing up. We were in a Jewish. But
1: when were you were young? Were you like yes, Jonah in the whale? Yes, uh, seven day creation? Yes. No, our
2: attitude towards the. I mean, my attitude towards the Bible. I can't speak for you. My attitude towards the Bible was uh, that these are all stories and allegories to tell you how to be a good person, and Come these on, are Randy. all these are all things. That's great I you know, say come on because I think that's a great answer well I'm, I'm, these are all stories that like this happened like maybe maybe you know I to me the the my my daughter just came back and told me because she's in uh, Jewish learning she's in yeah. Jewish learning I've got her like doing Sunday school uh-huh my oldest daughter and she told me kind of the story of uh she told me the story of Noah, Noah's Ark, and she was like, ah, and then there was like rain for like 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. And I'm like, God, how, what, what, what would that have been like? You've been yeah. in the rain before, and yeah, like, yeah. how crazy is that? And I was like, what kind of animals did they bring? They brought two of every animal. And I was like, well, so probably a boy and a girl animal so that they could make more animals and yeah. they could like you yeah, know yeah. not wanting to open that point Pandora's <laughs> box but still. What do
1: you mean? But I was like Oh let's so go re- back to the rain. That, that rain was heavy. Crazy. crazy right? 40, crazy days. Rain. 40 days? 40 nights. Why boy and a girl? Mm, uh, so much water. Just so a lot, much lot water. of water. Somebody's a getting a nappy. Water but it was <laughs> interesting
2: because I was like well <laughs> she believes that it happens. She yeah. believes that it happened. Yeah. And so I don't right now don't want to tell her that that didn't happen and it's just a thing. Well
1: you just illustrated that it is It's engaging her imagination. Right. and And it is teaching a little bit about boy and girl uh, uh, procreation of animals, I suppose.
2: There's some things about Judaism that I love and want to take away and, and implant in my kids' ah, minds. The I will culpabil- say culpability. The culpabil- like, yes. What do you mean culpability? Like a uh, you know Yom Kippur, which is the holiday, which is like you better apologize to all the people you fucked over in this past year, and yeah. you can apologize to them a couple times. If they don't accept it, it's on them. And you got to find the person that you might have wronged that's a good virtue there's a good virtue and and make it right with them there's an importance to like do it right now do it right here on this earth yeah and that to me is like a big deal it's like again teaching your kids culpability of like you're responsible yeah. for your actions yeah. is a big a
1: big picture lesson it's a yeah. huge deal and I'm yeah. like
2: great Judaism helps us figure that out I, I think Judaism does a good thing around death too you know we, we lost our dad we were really close with him about two years ago two years and two months ago and uh, you know Judaism has a thing called sitting shiva, which some of your people may have heard of, other people might not have. It basically means for seven days, you're after the funeral, your fam- your house is supposed to be filled with people you know and love. Mm. And other people are responsible for, for bringing the food. And all you do in that time is just be in your house. You have no other responsibilities, but to be surrounded by your people. Mm-hmm. And then for 30 days, you're supposed to go to synagogue. That's an old tradition, meaning it's you're supposed to surround yourself with your community because back in the day, the synagogue was the community that you hung out in. Mm -hmm. So let's just say part of our religion is, comedy the comedy community mm-hmm. you know it's not really i don't feel that connected to a synagogue right now but like what if their attitude was like surround yourself with people that you love who are going to cheer you up who are going to yeah. be around you who might even yeah. who know your story who are going to be with you so what if it was all right someone close to you dies and then all of your sort of comedy friends and your friends hang around you for 7 days they yeah. come to your house every yeah. day they make sure you're eating dinner they hang out with you they tell funny stories you can reminisce about the person you just lost all those things come out they yeah. have to because yeah. that's what happens when you sit around with people you tell stories it's like You laugh, you cry, you have so much, all these emotions that are great come out. But because you're required to do that, that's something that comes out of you. And then for 30 days, let's just say you should go to a comedy show every every night. You should go (laughs) where a good comedy show is and hang out with your people and watch comedy and talk to people and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, 30 days have gone by and you see that you're still alive and you've been surrounded by all these people. And then you start to get back somewhat into your life again but you've been cushioned your fall has been mm-hmm, cushioned mm-hmm. these are rules in the Jewish religion that whether you believe in God or not like those types of things like take care God of God is a much bigger th- I don't even know if I fully understand it like yeah. I understand the concept of, of, of God and I mean my my wife's brother is a scientist he's a nuclear par- subatomic particle nuclear physicist uh-huh. who worked for the CERN and worked at the particle accelerator and mm-hmm. he's literally trying to answer questions of like where did all the antimatter go and I'm like <laughs> we write poop jokes uh, but like where did all these like like I'm going to smash these particles together and see where all the antimatter went because we had the same amount of matter and antimatter at the beginning of time and now there's no more antimatter where did it go these are huge questions to ask and uh-huh. you know to me I kind of part of the the analytical person in me falls on that side of the thing. Like I believe in evolution and I believe in, you know, I believe that we, you know, we started as these these like tiny little creatures that that figured out ways to do things because I, I've seen learning in it's like, I can't go back a hundred million years. I Mm -hmm. can't go back all that time. What I can do is watch how somebody or something can learn a new task to avoid certain things. Like I watched my daughter, she was doing these like thing, this math thing where it was like blocks there were like names of people like Terry and Lisa and Jenny and Mike and like the blocks on top. She's learning subtraction and adding. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how many more blocks does Terry have than Mike? And so she looked at Terry's stack and looked at Mike's stack and saw that Terry's was bigger, drew a line across. She wasn't asked to do this. Drew a line across and then just counted how many were above that line. Yeah. And I'm like, that's something that you, that's a learned thing. That's almost like, it's like an evolution of sorts because really what you should do is just count the ones and and subtract them. But she found, a shortcut and did it. I'm like that's how the brain works and that's how animals work and that's yeah. why evolution in how my figure opinion, things is, out is possible. So I really believe in that. And so it's you get hard to me- watch
1: the evolution of your child. That's right. right. So it's hard for me you to believe,
2: so it's hard for me to just kind of say well Somebody just threw the some being just threw this all out there. But then again, you're kind of like, well, I don't know what the answer is. Why did it explode? And why I'm also like kind of amazed that we're all. I'm amazed by a lot of things. Yeah, I'm amazed that we don't fall
1: off. It sounds to me like you have an openness to the idea that our primitive understanding of whatever it is, if it's evolution, if it's big bangy, all that sort of stuff, maybe those parts sum up to whatever God is. Maybe that's maybe that whatever that is is God. That's
2: the other thing is that we don't know what God like God has been told to us that this is what it is, but that right. was someone's idea of what it was like thousands of years ago, right. like a few thousand right, years ago right. like, to make it also palatable, to make it also palatable right. and understandable. They also said, like, don't you, you know, in the Jewish religion, they say to keep kosher, don't drink milk and meat. Why? Because right. you don't want to cook the child of a uh, baby yeah. calf in its mother's milk. Yeah. Well, when you. Everybody lived in small communities where you got the same cow from the same milk. That was a, a right. real possibility. Right. Or don't eat something with don't eat pigs because they have cloved hooves and they yeah. roll around in the mud. And right. It's right. now right. I'm going to eat a bacon and avocado cheeseburger with it's a milkshake a, uh, because you do that because everything's clean and
1: shellfish are are dirty. Shellfish are yeah, dirty. dirty they're shit off the scavengers. Do, a lot you know. of that stuff makes perfect sense. It's it's kind but of it was, was framed religiously. Right. It was fr- it was more kind the of, Ten Commandments are good things. Ten commands are a great thing. Don't They're kill things. people and respect your parents as a parent. But we had to apply the, the, the myth to me uh, of a man going up a mountain, yeah. getting something from God, and then returning to the people – which is every story ever told. That's like every story. Jesus is being crucified on a hill. All yeah. these different things to close with God. It's, it's being told over and over again. But you guys seem to have a piece with the essence of the lesson. Your your, your daughter is coming home and saying Noah's Ark, and you're not going. It's all bullshit, honey. Right? You're I going. Mean, what can we learn from that? Yeah, I'm like, well, what's yeah? What's the point in all this? What's the story? That's here? the How Jewish wrestle. I call that the Jewish wrestle. You guys like interacting with the text. You wanna you wanna get a little bit dirty <laughs> and uh, and and mess around and see where you end up. See. What you end up because there are great lessons to be learned from it in terms
2: of how you can live your life and if you can try and apply it to today then, yeah then great you yeah. know again it's like i i'm always again shortcuts are not good shortcuts are not good in life to just be like
1: well some guy created this shit yeah so uh it's all here because you know some what guy the, didn't. you know what the modern equivalent of that for me is is computers is like i remember i was leaving a movie theater and it, this was years and years ago because it was like star wars and they were like this little girl asked her dad she said how how do they make yoda How'd they make yoda like that? And the dad just goes, computers. <laughs> and I was like, that is that is the new I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. is computers, the new God did it. Yeah. It might as well be God. It might as well be God it did it. It might
2: as well be God. Here's one thing I'll say that, that that I have a problem with. And I and I and again, I'm very much a live and let live. Whatever you believe in, Muslim, Christian, I say go for it yep. or nothing. You don't believe in anything? Yeah, great. Yeah, 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 sure. Science, great. Yep. But I do have a problem with people committing serious acts and then just being like, well, I believe in Jesus. So it's yeah. fine. I'll, it'll all add up in the end because I, you know, I killed somebody, but in jail I said I accepted Jesus. So we're good to go, right? Yeah, that family yeah, that's yeah, grieving yeah. out there is I
1: have it's a tricky. problem with that. That's a hard thing for me. Well, people I'm like, need redemption, though. Sure, people, sure. That's a human need. Forgiveness, Forgiveness is a big thing. thing. It's a need. It's, it's a huge need. need. I, I, I don't know how guilty but of people you are. you have to you earn it. I feel like you have to earn it. Yeah, that. well, that's, that goes back to what you were saying about apologizing. That's yeah. Yom, Yom, Yom Kippur. Kippur yeah. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Uh well yeah, I I love I love I love when the Chosens are on the show. Yeah. That's right. I love it. Well uh, that's a great way to end uh, I know we always end on that serious note. I, I don't. I don't give a fuck. I've laughed harder in this podcast than Come on, any it's other. Fun. So I'm it's so just, glad you it's guys. Silliness. You guys I right love the silliness. Anyway, right let's, let's do as many callbacks as we can. Uh, uh, beaks. Uh, beaks. We gotta do beaks. Beaks. twin twin beaks. Twin beaks. beaks. Hammocks. Hamettes. Twin beaks. Uh, Double edged swords We didn't do Tommy Need. Tommy. You gotta tell the Tommy Need, and that'll bring us out.
2: Tommy Need. So we. Tommy. This is an inside joke between us that will now be. an inside joke Yeah, people will go
1: Tommy Need.
2: So we were in. Anchorage, Alaska, which we had never been to and we were opening or feature, <laughs> featuring for, in the same way you featured for us, yeah. we featured for Tommy Davidson, who yes. was, like, fresh off uh, in Living Living Color. Color and other movies that he had done. And by the way, like, a hilarious comedic yeah, actor sure, sure, sure. And in the movies. He's he's done some amazing stuff. Yeah. And he is a talent. Like, he can yeah, yeah, sing. Yeah, yeah. He can dance. I don't yeah. believe us. Go watch him in Black Dynamite. Hilarious. H- Phenomenal. Hilarious yeah, okay. in that movie. So anyway, he... And that's a newer movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like It's not like he was he's just relevant. great a while he's ago. He's doing it. So he... We go up to Anchorage and we go to our show and someone introduced us and we do our show. And then like there's like 10 minutes and he's Tommy's not there, not there yet. Not there. So I make the audience wait for 10 minutes <laughs> until Tommy comes on. So we go in the back and we were like, this is, I mean, this is like 13 years ago, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we look kind of young, youngish now, but back then. You know, 27, we, we looked yeah. really young, yeah, we yeah, looked yeah, like, yeah, 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 like in college. We yeah. looked like we could have been like the advisors or whatever in college. And so we saw this, like, big Jim Brown-looking motherfucker. This guy, Jim Brown, the, the running back, you know, who's, like, the yeah. activist, who is, like, the African yeah. hat. This is his manager, and he had a toothpick in his mouth. And Jason and I came up to him because they said, we said, where's Tommy? I want to meet Tommy Davidson because it's for what us, we're the comics. We did right, it yeah, Alaska. Yeah. We opened up for the guy. It's like, look at our relationship we have with you. You, Yeah. And so let's make like, that well, happen with let's Tommy. Meet, let's meet Tommy Davidson. So, so, like, there's this manager over there. And so I come over, like, hey, we're really excited to meet Tommy. Uh, we're we're Sklar brothers. And he's like... <laughs> He did not look at us. He kind of just put, like, I want to say he put his leg up on a chair.
1: And, <laughs> <laughs> Foghorn leghorn. The
2: dude looked <laughs> yeah. out and was like, yeah, time to need more ham on the ham platter. Talking about his green room. In his green room. Tom, like, Oh, no, hello. No. To no hello. nothing. Tommy need more cheese on the cheese plate. No I eye like, contact. No, nothing. Toothpick. Tommy I guess we look Tommy like
1: we need. we're in the co- Tommy, need. Tommy need. Tommy need more ham so, on the ham plate.
2: So fast forward many, many years Tommy later. Tommy
1: need more ham, Tommy on ham on the ham plate. plate. <laughs> the ham That's, plate's looking kind of light. I know what Tommy gets I I here. Got, I
2: got news to you. Tommy didn't touch the, the, the ham plate. He was not going to touch it. That ham was for him. <laughs> that ham was for him. He disguised <laughs> it as it's a Tommy, Tommy D. D. Ah, and so
1: he's and, the one with the toothpick. He's going to do sky. some chowing.
2: So fast forward to this New Year's, we just had performed up in Sacramento, <laughs> and we're I'm on the plane in San Francisco coming down. We're sitting next. I'm sitting next to our buddy Bart Coleman, who's who uh, who books you know Bart Coleman. Yeah, I know Bart. He, yeah, yeah, he booked uh he Kimmel. No, he's doing no Fergus, Ferguson, Ferguson. Now he's doing Ferguson. A really, one of the funniest people we know. like yeah, He's just a off-color, hysterical, just one of the funniest people you meet. So, so who walks on the plane but Tommy Davidson? <laughs> Tommy Need. And so I proceed to tell him the Tommy Need story and remind him of it because I'm like, I got to tell him because we've been telling the story. Yeah. And how we greet Pete Holmes is Tommy Need. You called
1: me today. Tommy Need.
2: Tommy (laughs) Need. We'll text that to each other. There's like 49 E's to a a few exclamation points. And I told him and he was like, man, I don't even know who that dude was.
0: (laughs) It was great. Tommy Need a new manager. a new manager. (laughs)
1: manager. (laughs) Fucking perfect. We end the show. If you want to say keep it crispy, it delights me. Keep, keep, it, it, crispy. keep it crispy. Yeah, I need to keep it crispy.
0: Now leaving nerdist.com.